It's the world's finest and we sliding in vaginas If you don't believe it, nigga, you can Spotify us Robert Gable Jr., he the Lex Luthor of these hoes Cassius Samuel's a pimp, you better leave your bitch at home We on the air going crazy on the daily Roasting all the bullshit that's going on lately A 80-year-old lady shot by Israelis and the Raiders Trying to contract Tom Brady We can take it anywhere, we don't have a compass It don't even matter, every topic, every subject, we gon' touch it And y'all gon' love it So welcome to Uncommon Sense, a podcast about nothing and it's lit, bitches. Mm-hmm. I have to add that tag because, you know, we used to have it in the theme Old song, school. but now since the great Gmo Ski has blessed us with a theme song, there wasn't really room for it. So I got to add it on in the intro coming in, man. Mic check, mic check, Miggity, mic check. I even thought about like maybe even adding it in, kind of clipping it at the end, but I don't want to fuck with what Gmo gave us. It's too perfect, so I'm going to let you add it in at the end of uh, uh, every theme song. We'll just we'll take it from there. You know it's lit, bitches, man. Welcome mm-hmm. to Uncommon Sense, a podcast about nothing where... Uh, unpopular ideas and beliefs can be exchanged in a judgment-free zone with unfiltered honesty, respect, integrity, all that good shit. We don't want y'all here if you're going to be easily offended because that's what we do here. We talk about shit that's unpopular. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what we're here for, man. Pop uh, culture, current events, world affairs, all handled with integrity and respect and a little splash of vulgarity and just off-the-wall insane humor to kind of... Make the, a little bit of sugar help some medicine go down type of shit. So that's what we do. That's what we do, baby. For those who may not know who we are, you may just be like a new time listener. You might just be here for something that you think uh, you saw in, in, in the in the con- comment section or something. Mm-hmm. But I am Cassius Samuels, a.k.a. the Articulate Apex Predator, and I'm here with the Lex Luthor of all these hoes, mm-hmm. also known as Robert Gable Jr. The villain of the story. <laughs> the villain of the story. He's recently been embracing this this, mm. uh, this 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 style of living, too, so I think y'all should be kind of worried. <laughs> you really should be. I really It feels like an awakening. That's the best way it's I describe it. a good dude. It. Oh, man, too. Happy birthday, man. Man, thank you. Thank ha- happy you. birthday. This is uh, the sensei's. Day of birth today, man. I thought you were gonna throw a number on. It's like don't don't do that nah, to me nah, on the nah, podcast. Nah, I, shit, I, I thought you were like forty five or something. But not real talk, man. As um, just real before we get into anything, man. Just I want to give you your flowers as a friend, man. Just from the bottom of my heart, you know I love you, man. You are not only a staple to me personally, someone I've been able to lean on throughout life, confide crazy dark things about myself in and be able to kind of help me work through some really serious life situations man i deeply deeply appreciate you and shit man not only for that kind of shit but just like being an inspiration like nerd wise too man like it, it's because of you i really got back into comics and shit mm-hmm. man after being so long taken off you really gotten back into the 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 nerd culture and all that shit man i really uh attribute a lot of my Getting reinvigorated with with the genre and all of that shit, I attribute a lot because I've been become jaded, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. over the years I've become more involved with music, and that was kind of really just where my focus was. I just kind of fell off the nerd tip, you know. I started getting into the t shirt business, mm-hmm. made the Batman t shirt, Emily Davis, uh, who is now. Is that her married name? That's her married name. It okay, used to be yeah. real. Real was her okay, yeah. maiden. So yeah. shout out to her once again. She never lets us forget how never. she orchestrated that. That I saw up. it in my <laughs> memories today. She gave me a birthday shout out a couple years ago, and she tagged you saying, "And yeah, blah blah blah. You're welcome, Cash." So, yeah, yeah, she yeah. never lets us. Forget she it. never lets never. us forget. So shout out to her, friend For of the sure. show, man. For sure. Uh, 
Sure. Uh, I, I will always forever be in your debt for introducing me to one of my favorite people on earth. Like the fuck up, man. I'm not trying to ride your nuts and nothing shit like that. But trust me, he don't like Real saying talk. good shit. Yeah, yeah I really don't man. like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like getting the bushy shit, man. So, so it's I some just real want shit. to give you your flowers on air and give give you your flowers in real life, man. Eye to eye, man to man and shit, man. Whoop, whoop. How much I love you, man. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And it's true. It's true because we like. We like to bust each other's balls. So if you ever hear us really gaming each other up, that's not for the podcast. That's not for appearances. We don't give a fuck. We'll, we'll drag each other on the podcast. So if you hear us gaming each other up, it comes from a place of heart. It comes from love. So I know it does. I really do appreciate you. And actually, on one thing that you want that you said I want to fly off of is, is the best thing I think in the past 10 years, the, the happiest thing that I think I've done in the past 10 years is kind of living out loud being a nerd. Because, like you said, I heard that a lot. Like, you made me get back into comics or video games or nerd shit. And the fact that it helped other people get into nerd shit. And then we filmed, like, a community over that shit. It's, like, one of the best things that's happened to me in the past 10 years. Like, legit. I can only like, legit. man, for real. But, I mean, and not that, like, I was, I, I forgot to mention this. Like, not only have you become a staple in my life, you've kind of become a staple in uh, nerdy pop culture, social media-wise. And, I mean, you've got mad fucking infamous memes like yeah. you google google the motherfucker's name sensei and shit mad crazy memes pump up trending search and i mean like legit shit, if you, you know google batman up. versus superman memes mine is the first one that pops up you know and it happens mean? for a lot of a lot of things that you can google so, so ain't that nuts? It's, it, you're it's not like you're just like a um a poser or something you know right. what i mean or like you just kind of you know how there's these people that come along, they try to jump in onto a wave or jump onto a trend, they try to ride it, they try to monetize it, they try to make something out of it, and then when it's no longer useful to them, they kind of just evaporate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, not with the not with the sensei, man. Total authentic, straight up fucking one hundred percent in love with this nerd show. Almost to a fault sometimes that like he can't even fucking see it. Honestly, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Especially pre-2016, Robert. I think after 2016, I became a lot more uh, objective. Um, but yeah, I would agree to that. But I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate all the love I got today, especially from my man Cash. Y'all know that's my best friend, my brother from another. And, and full disclosure, guys, since it is my birthday, I am going to be a little bit more lit than normal on the podcast. So things may get a little crazy. Things may get a little out of hand. But just, it's going to be good. Let's clap it up for the birthday boy, man. It's going to be good entertainment. Sit down and enjoy yourself, guys. Let's get the show on the road. Clap it up for the birthday boy. Now, before we jump into this episode, man, I know what you guys came here for. You know what I'm saying? Just always remember, we do have timestamps listed in the description of every episode. For anybody who may want to be listening to it on the go, you might just listen to us on work, in the car, Mm -hmm. and you may only want to, you know, hear a specific segment that we're talking about. Uh, For those of you who are listening to the podcast and digested in that way, there are timestamps in the uh, description of every single episode. So you can listen to whatever you want, whenever you want, all the time. And you got two weeks to listen to it, too. We're a bi-weekly show, and I want to keep it that way for a bit. So listen to one segment on your way to work. One, yeah, y'all not one. getting weekly episodes till we start getting paid. I'm yeah, I know, that's right. Keep it a buck with you. For goddamn sure. <laughs> but listen to it on the way to work. Listen to it while, one segment while you're doing additions. Listen to one segment while you're working out. Listen to one segment when you're going on a walk. Digest it. You got two weeks to take down the podcast. Listen to at least what you find uh, entertaining or you can take some value out of. And please, for the love of the living Lord, hit that subscribe button. Sub button means everything on YouTube. It's hard to break the first 1,000 on YouTube. Everything else is fine. We need some love on YouTube. Show us some love. Hit that sub button, please. We have a contest going on, too. You hit the sub button. You show us anywhere on social media that you did. Boom, you're entered into a contest to win 50 bucks. If you just so happen to be a Twisted fan, you will get two entries. If you can prove to me you are a hardcore Twisted fan or from the group Astronomiconversations.com, 
Jesus Christ, I hope I said that right. Butchered that, yeah. I, Astronomical no, conversations. <laughs> I think that's actually right. I just had to say it very slowly. Um, you will get three entries no matter what. And y'all know why it's posted in the group. Uh, but much love to anybody from the Astronomicon uh, Conversations group. Much love to anybody that got love for Twisted. And much love to anybody that subscribes to the podcast. So hit the sub button. Win 50 bucks. We do this shit. We passed out 100. Uh, I want to say last episode, we're passing out 50. We're going to have a contest after that, too. So if you didn't win as well, by the way, if you enter this new contest, you are automatically entered into the next one as well. So don't get discouraged. And yeah. oh shit! So you just keep adding we're gonna keep it bonuses, going, man. man. Like that's why we fuck with you, man. That's why we fuck with you. But that's right. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop into our next segment. What's popping in pop culture? Oh, you took it! <laughs> Copyright infringing bastard. What's popping in pop lot. culture? He was ready for it too. <laughs> Looking all smug and shit. It's smug as fuck, man. Talk to me about Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka Tano being Ooh. confirmed, I guess, casted as uh, Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson, man. Um, not being confirmed by Lucasfilm or Disney, which is why I remain super skeptical, even though I want this to be true with all of my mm-hmm. heart and soul. It's what make me, even though I want to do talk to you about maybe, is this a fan cast that we really want? Do we really think Rosario is the perfect Ahsoka Tano? Maybe we can get into that discussion. But um, as far mm. as the casting itself, talk to me about your belief level. Uh, where do where do I stand yeah, in regards yeah, yeah, yeah. to if it's uh, a that, legitimate the claim? Actually being a legitimate yeah, yeah. claim, even though it's all over the internet, it's all right. over the place. When FlashFilm.com originally broke the story, 50 because I don't know their track record. I, I'm pretty good of remaining aware of everyone's track record in the uh, media, um, entertainment, journalism field. One, because I'm a fan. I want to know what's legitimate, what's not. Two, it helps me kind of report the news on our various different platforms, our DC pages, Up Your Geek, what have you. Um, so Slash Film is kind of a gray one where I wasn't instilled with the most confidence. But when Variety co-signed it, Variety didn't republish the story and said originally reported by Slash Films or Slash Films is reporting. They said, we confirmed here at Variety this is legitimate. Once you bring Variety into the into the playing field and Deadline, I think, reported it as well and said they independently confirmed it. It's a wrap for me. So I would almost say 90 to 95% yes. I get the skepticism, especially if you're a DC fanboy growing up in the past five years. You have been subjected to a lot of fake news and half-truths and speculations that's passed off as news. And when this clickbait culture of we got this covered and fandom wire out there. Treat That's everything skeptical. Like, Treat everything skeptical. We got, I get it. We would kill we got this covered if they came out with this and they just say, oh, sources have confirmed. Right. But we didn't get a, a who the source was. We didn't get a name or even yeah. like a general yeah. description of the source. But it all depends like, we'll on who. Killing but it's variety. Yeah. So we kind of give Bingo. them the leeway. Like you said, man, I have the PTSD of being just so many half-truths and navigating mm-hmm. the sea of fake news. While I do believe it's pretty much a done deal. Like, I, I just would think that Rosario Dawson would tweet something like, hey, Ahsoka, you know Especially because she does have such you know a, I mean? a, a, a predominant social media presence yes, at times. And, and she's, she's already, open mouth. And she's already yeah. been on record as saying she wanted to play the character. But, this would be like a dream come true type situation. Uh, that makes me think, if she's not allowed to say nothing about it, maybe it's because it hasn't been uh, finalized behind the scenes. And we have a, a, a plug kind of mm-hmm. close to the situation that will remain unnamed. Mm-hmm. We can't really do that. But, you know, somebody we trust and have a little connection to uh, uh, has informed us that it's just being discussed. You know what I right, mean? Like, right. So I, with that being said, like, 
But this person did seemingly confirm Ahsoka. So if I want to, I want to dissect it in two arenas. One, who's playing it, and the fact that we're getting it. So let's just say Ahsoka Ahsoka definitely happened in Mandalorian too. It seems like that is almost confirmed. I will go on the limb. So taking it, I want to talk on that real quick. Holy shit! Fuck! Holy shit! We're getting the Force. We're going to get Ahsoka and the baby Yoda. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Looking for baby Yoda's (laughs) home planet. So we're mm. going to get the origin of the speed. God damn it. Yeah. So we're going to have a, let's just imagine this and mm-hmm. fit, let's have a fan jerk off session, circle jerk real quick. Okay. Do a pain picture. We're going to have Mando mm-hmm. in his badass fucking uh, Beskar armor. Mm-hmm. We're going to have baby Yoda, who's going to be a little bit older, probably. Uh, it's probably going to time jump a little bit, a little bit more experience. And we're going to have Ahsoka mm. plus old girl Bounty Hunter from the last, uh, mm-hmm. I forget, the, the UFC fighter. I forget her name. I'm sorry. Off the top of my head and shit. Not me too. But a real cute girl, but the one who really made um, character progression with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I and mean? then you got the villain with the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. One, I think it's a testament that Star Wars future is on streaming and television and longer movies. Um, but that's a discussion for another day. No, that's Not a to get sidetracked. Get in. That's a perfect segue into the. Well, uh, and it will be the, yeah, the, the before we get to there. Though, yeah. I was dissecting it. So real quick, Ahsoka getting a live action. Ahsoka, I think, is amazing. I think it's one of the best characters in Star Wars mythos. Um, I think it was one. All the fans were a bit 50-50 on at first, and then she grew on everybody. Well, most people. And then she's so important. So to legitimize her in something live action is something we need to do. Um, I'm all for it. Is it Rosario Dawson? Is this the fan casting that we want to address that question? Um, I love Dawson. I always love Dawson. Rosda is, I think, one of those actresses that says Rosda. Rosda, you know what I'm saying? Pet name for her. If you can shut the fuck up, me and Rosie go way back. we love you, Rosario. I hope you are really playing this part, man. God, man, there's a fact that she might actually, there's a chance she could listen to this. I need to clean up my act. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Dawson, who's a spectacular actress, um, I, I, she's legitimate when she says she's a nerd. And there's a lot of actors and actresses that say that, like you said, would ra- ride, the, ride the wave, but they're not legitimate. She's right. legitimate. Right. Like she'll, she'll bang out comic books, but not uh, titles, but not drop names for clout like Batman, Superman. She'll drop shit like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Shit where you drop it, I'm like, oh, okay, so you read, read comics. Um, she has such a passion for that. Loving Kevin Smith, so loving her Chanel Clerks too. Loving everything she's done. Do I think she'd be uh, uh, play a great adult Ahsoka? I do. She would throw her heart and soul into that. She would give everything she could. I'm here for it. Um, I'm here for it. I, I kind of wanted Ashley I, I wanted to play to ask it. How do you think about that? Because I think... it. Unless she's a horrible actress, I think the original Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein, I want to say her name is off the top of my ripped brain right now, um, but the original voice actress for Ahsoka would have been pretty good too. All you, I mean, one, you're putting this chick in makeup as is, and I've seen her do some live action takes of Ahsoka's voice, and this movie ain't going to be winning any kind of awards to begin with when it comes to acting. Give me a pretty serviceable performance. It's not a I'm movie, happy. it's a TV show. What did I say? Okay, my bad. I'm, I'm lit. It's my birthday. Um, but I kind of wanted Ashley to do it. But if you want to go with a legitimate accredited actor, um, and there may be some uh, Screen Actor Guild union drama that prevents them from using Ashley to begin with, um, who knows? I get it. So if you want to go with a legit name, you, you can't do any better than Razda. So there it is. Yeah. Excuse me. I want to uh, uh, echo and agree with what you're saying, but I just wanted to present the question. You know, I always want to look at it devil's advocate side, both Always. sides of it. You know what I mean? Uh, I do believe that this news 
can be taken to her, but I, I'm, I'm still just going to reserve judgment until I see something from them, from Dave Filoni, from Jay, John Favreau, and I'm glad to see them in the driver's seat driving this forward. Fucking They're man. the only people over there that I have any confidence in at the Star Absolutely. Wars shit. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So. And even with Filoni's record, not that not to interrupt you, but if someone will quickly bring up, what about Star Wars Resistance? They've made that exactly what Disney wanted it to be. He also gave us Rebels, Clone Wars, and The Mandalorian. I'm sure that is a byproduct of exactly what he wanted to do. And plus, he had to work with the new trilogy. And there's nothing, no mythos or lore to pick from. He had barely anything to work with. Yeah. So, uh, hate to interrupt, but I got, I got my boy Dave's back. No, you're that. good, because I, uh, I wanted to kind of circle back and at the same time move on to the next topic of uh, movies and this corona crisis getting released yeah. to the d- directly to like streaming services, because you made the comment of uh, the future of Star Wars is on streaming services, you know, with the Obi-Wan coming out, you know, Mandalorian 2 kind of getting all of the momentum for Star Wars right now with the ma- movies being so divisive. I, you can't really call them a failure because economically they performed, but as we've made the point plenty of times, Star Wars is going to perform, especially the way that sequel was set up with the bringing Leia and bringing Han and bringing Luke back, it was going to do bang. Uh, the next trilogy, the next set of movies, we're going to really see where the Star where Wars the franchise is, is yep. at. We're going to really see where it's at then when they don't have the Skywalker saga, saga to lean back on. So with that all being said, you know, like I said, circling back to this topic of, because uh, Bloodshot, the Vin Diesel movie, mm-hmm, I heard is mm-hmm. being released uh, straight to uh, streaming uh, on Disney release onward, but I think that had already been announced. It or? was that was an expedited um, home release. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing about the examples, though, um, those two real quick, uh, is Bloodshot was probably going to do horrible in the box horrible office anyway. Box, yeah. So smart for them to do that. Yep. And onward, which I heard once again, no love uh, laws between me and Disney. But I've heard wonderful things from critics and my peers that I trust. That this is a fantastic movie that made them ball. Um, so I'm not dogging the movie at all. But it bombed at the box office. It had some competition. It had Corona, what have you. So them expediting that is not, unfortunately, not a sign of things to come like we want it to be. But does it seem that it's going that way? Does it seem that movie studios are going to still explore that avenue. I think it really depends on how these movies do. These early releases, the digital, these bloodshot, what have you, because they're really worried about piracy. So I think they're going to watch how well they do, how high revenue, uh, um, the revenue comparison to that in tickets, and then uh, uptake in piracy, if they see increased uh, piracy activity. On the subject of piracy, just to jump in real quick before I forget this point. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much of the difference of piracy is as like for a theater release as opposed to a streaming release because mm-hmm. piracy is involved in both you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when the movie comes out in the theaters you got the people there with their cams and doing all that kind of crazy shit getting the bootlegs out shout out to y'all always keeping the, the pirates holding us down you yes. know what I'm saying <laughs> we'll take those bet commercials in between those videos if you guys keep it up <laughs> but then I mean, I guess the question I'm asking is how much of a really difference in piracy would they see if they just go straight to I think s- straight to streaming. And as much as I'm a proponent and, and a I want movies to be released at home really big, uh, and we'll get yes. to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think it would be huge. Um, you think because it'd be the spike, it'll be I a huge think it'd spike. be a huge spike because with home releases, uh, or not home releases, but movie releases, uh, you're getting piracy, but you're still getting um, cam 
versions for at least two to three months. And so for heavy special effect movies, especially, I won't watch them. I still want to see, I want to see the real quality in the movie so I can judge it. Maybe some comedies and whatnot. I won't care if it's that bad of a cam quality, but for triple A title movies, I want to see it in good quality. I'm going to the movies and I know a lot of people think the same way. So that's driving a lot of ticket sales. Um, if we take it straight to streaming, you get rid of that two to three months in, uh, guaranteed sales and reduced piracy because now you're offering a crystal clear version day one. Um, so you're no longer at a two to three yeah. month buffer where sense. you guarantee sales and whatnot day one. Now uh, think about DC animated movies. I know when they're about to get released, I can watch them on the internet a week before they come out, and I normally do. Most of us do. Um, When you release stuff straight to streaming, you have that option. So it's a risk. And the other risk is, too, um, family movies. You have a large family, as do I. Um, Most of these movies are going to be released digitally 20 bucks a pop. That's losing sales on families of four or five or more, even if you go on ticket Tuesdays sales wild, and yeah. ticket sales wise. Ooh, that's a very good point. So, I did not think about that. You charge twenty for the DVD, you're missing out on the family of four going to see exactly. You're Captain making Marvel two or whatever. You're gonna maybe double that's your a price. Very good point. Not maybe even double your price, but let's say just be generous and say double your price on one person that buys it because they would spend anywhere from ten to thirteen dollars on a movie ticket. They're paying twenty per for person. digital now. Yeah, per person concession stand, which is why I'm second you bring a second person in that mix you're either breaking even or you're losing money on what you would have gained and that's why i think movies companies are so hesitant they are losing money on every aspect of this release so it's really gonna come down to how well this is gonna play in the next couple weeks if they can curve piracy and really work with it what i think they should i think if it ends up happening they'll find a way to curb piracy just like you've seen a bunch of pirate sites get Mm -hmm. shut down over the last couple years like um i forget the name of the Kick-ass torrents, shut down. You know what I'm saying? Pirate Bay constantly getting shut down and shit. Like these big-time pirates. But pirate life sites. will find a way. I mean, they they, they yeah. do sprout up, but the federal government is not playing. They shut down Backpage. I mean, that's for, true. You know what back, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, door, shut, yeah. they, they yeah. shut down all of that <laughs> shit, bro. Like you can't, you can't get on any of that shit if they really don't want you to. So I feel like if it ends up coming down to yeah. it when they have to go directly, because I think it's time to get on that conversation of... I, I do, too. I, I hate the movie theater, to Me be too. honest. I hate going to the movie it's theater. It's an antiquated service. It is something Super that we, it, it was something that we needed back in the day. Now we don't need it. We can honestly have direct-to-consumer content directly getting beamed to our computers, laptops, cell phones, tablets, TVs, and we don't need to go to the movies. It's so uh, people are so inconsiderate. Like I just, I, the whole movie going experience is terrible. It's terrible. Because yes. like you go there, it's the ticket is astronomical to get in. The concession stand is fucking like to buy a pack of Reese's is like fucking five dollars and shit. To get a popcorn, they get a little small little bitty itty bitty popcorn with no refills and shit. It's like eight dollars or some shit. You know what I mean? Then you go into the movie theater and you got a bunch of people in there with their phones on. People don't always turn their ringers off. People get bored and they have ADHD like myself and they want to pull their phone out and you know check their notifications or check their text messages. Uh, people bringing kids to the movies like just the whole experience. Is people want to smoke a cigarette. People have to you go to the bathroom. People want to vape. People and then eat. you have these people big wanna, opening yeah. movies. You always like you have older people like me and you who want to go because we're actually really fans. And then you have like the super young crowd going because they're just fucking it's, on it's the, the way. It's the flavor of the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, the flavor. Yeah, like they're yeah. just going out with their friends. It's Friday night. They yep. want to go out and go see the latest movie that everybody's talking about. And they're just there to fucking cut up and have fun. Which I 
I was a kid too. You know, I did this. All day. You know, I, yeah. I, I had these moments in the movie theater. That's why I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like me as an older moviegoer now, though that kind of situation, this is a big turnoff to me now. People kicking my chair and shit like that. So yeah. I definitely feel like it's time for us to move to and the yeah, compare direct, that direct to consumer shit. What your home experience would be, where you could pause it anytime. Where go, you to could go to the bathroom, smoke, bathe, eat, eat yeah, fuck, whatever yeah, you want to fucking fuck, do. Yeah, exactly. That is up to you. But the way I think, like a happy medium, where I think this could be, actually be a viable option and actually be beneficial to not only the consumers but the companies as well, is kind of take a look at the AMC ticket uh, program they had in Movie Pass. Mix that in with your streaming services. So say Disney Plus. Give me the option of maybe purchasing an extra $15.99 to $20 a month, and I can stream any movie I want that comes out in theaters on your Disney Plus service same day. You already have an installed base on Disney Plus paying $4.99 a month. Disney comes out with at least a movie a month, a movie or two a month as is. So it'll kind of pay for itself as it is. Um, is that's really going to deter a lot of people from, um, touring and whatnot. I already have Disney plus. If I just pay 15 bucks a month, I can watch whatever movie when it comes out at my own bet. Let me add this onto my Disney plus as package of the Hulu and everything else I want deter it that way. Cause in streaming is the future package it in with streaming somehow. And there's different ways you could do it. You can have like a tier based program. You can straight up just buy the movie. Um, if you want to increase the price, $25, I understand. If you want to pay for the luxury of having it at home on the opening weekend, it may be 20 to 30 bucks. Because I want to make sure, because you might have a house party and have 40 or 30, 20 people in your living room watching it, so we're losing money. So we're going to upcharge you a bit, and we'll lower it, the price down, once it comes out to normal home release time, and run that in tandem with the movie theaters, and I think you have a winner on your hands. Or do a loyalty program, it's like 20 to 30 bucks. You can have it streaming, and you can also go watch a movie or something. Uh, one or two movies at our movie theater uh, once a month too. So kind of make them work in tandem with one another. There's a lot of ways that you could do this. I think they need to think outside the box. And I think Corona's forcing them to do that. So maybe that will shove this shit in the right fucking direction. I think just to draw a quick parallel before we jump off this, move on to something else. Um, the movie industry just needs to look at what happened to music. It just happened to music earlier. Oh, we, yeah. We went from CDs and fucking concerts. And I mean, concerts are still touring. It's still a big thing and shit. But kind of the streaming, you know, the transition of how music had to go through. I think movie needs to start, movie and media needs to start looking in that direction of how to get directly to the consumer through streaming and downloads and shit like and that. And working because, with the consumer, too. Look at it they'll Napster figure out a way to monetize it. They, yeah. like, just like they've, they've, at first, they couldn't figure out how to combat the piracy, like with Napster mm -hmm. and all that kind of crazy shit. Then eventually you saw the Spotify's and the Pandora's. Like, they're figuring it out, and they're making buku loot yep. off of it now, you know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing to come with the streaming services. You're going to see a lot more of these HBO Maxes, I'm sorry, you're going to see a lot more uh, Disney Pluses, uh, Netflix, Apple. I heard Apple was trying to get in the, rat, um, the running to buy a streaming service. I want to say it was Apple, but I can't can't swear to that in court. Um, but yeah, they just need to look at the music industry and just see where that has gone. That's where movies are going to. And I think the blueprint is there as well as, you know, how to deal with dealing with piracy and dealing with the economic fallout of, like you said, losing the ticket sales. They should be able to figure out another way to monetize it. To and balance it all out. Up, yeah, to make up for that kind and of And I shit. think that's a beautiful parallel. I think it's a, a little bit more layers than you think it is. So I have to jump off that real quick because um, CDs were just it's the same thing with movie theaters. At a time, it was a necessity. 
It was an absolute necessity. There was no way the technology wasn't there to get us the music. We had to have to go to the store and get the CDs. CDs. But then once it became digital, it became an antiquated thing. And instead of adapting with the times, they fought against it. They pushed CDs. They they attacked Napster. They attacked the fans. And that only bred more piracy. If you combat us and life, like I said earlier, life will find a way. Out of spite, we will get better. And then they learned, okay, you don't need to go to the store. We'll bring the CDs straight to you. We can do it fast, cheap, and easy. We'll make tons of money. You guys can have CDs. Literally, I get new CDs midnight now. One uh, releases on Apple Music on my fucking phone. Um, and everybody makes money. So, uh, beautiful parallel. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hell yeah. Other shit going on in news, though. Talk to me about uh, Amanda Bynes, man. Mental man. health crisis, fallout and shit. We talk a lot about men's mental health. So, I think it's really important to talk about Amanda Bynes and female's mental health. I wish we had a, a female voice to represent this uh, right now. So, it's not just two dudes talking about female mental health. We're, we're, we're aware of this. So, I'm going to try to be there. extra sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With cash, I mean. Um, Take that how you will. <laughs> right. She's been in the news a lot for a lot of crazy shit. I'm sure you're going to get into it. I know you, you looked up on it. Um, what I'm really impressed is she owned up to a lot of it, especially recently, and she's yeah. really she's really on the path to recovery. And it's one of those things where I kind of feel she gets made fun of and damned more because of her mental breakdowns, where I think whereas a man would have this issue, we may have been more supportive. And it's a weird thing where I wouldn't think that would be the dynamic. I would think it would be the other way around, but I think... When a it man usually has, is, it usually is. But I think as of lately, if a man has a mental breakdown to some capacity, depending on what he did, um, if he did something similar to what Amanda did, I think the media and the industry itself would at least would be a lot more understanding and receptive. Where Amanda basically tanked her career, and she is aware of this. She got help, and she's trying to rebuild herself. But I think they're just going to look at her like a problem child. But yeah, 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 yeah. But you did some research on the fact because you didn't know who this little white yeah, bitch was. Like, like, he's outside your he wheelhouse. Sent me, he sent me this on a docket, and I was yeah, like, yeah, Amanda was... Bynes, like, who the fuck is that? And That's I had to me. go do a quick Google search, and I just did a cursory search about, you know, her being a child uh, child star, like, you know, am- uh, among the ranks of like Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff, you know, that that kind of air of, of, of I guess you would call Hollywood royalty and shit, a, a child star. And I guess she's had a really tough time coming through these the last decade or so uh, with mental health. You know, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which I totally relate with. I don't know if I actually have a bipolar disorder. I feel like I do, and I think that's one of those things that people like say a lot. I'm bipolar. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they say it in just and and funny and shit. And don't realize that people really out here struggle yeah. struggle with that fucking mood switch shit. Yeah, brain brain chemistry wise, and uh, like you said with the uh, whole men's mental health thing, women's mental health. I just think like we need to stop genderizing it all together and just like mental health is serious. Like you can see, fucking a. especially fucking for a. A, a child star, like imagine how crazy mm. fucking Hollywood is that, yeah. and it's going to make you crazy as fuck, man. Like think about like people always like to hate on Michael Jackson and where like the, where wherever you stand on the whole molestation shit or whatever, whether you believe it or don't believe it, understand that. But from the time that Michael Jackson could walk and, and talk, 
his dad was making him fucking be a goddamn musician. Mm-hmm. Was trying to make him be an artist. Was fucking had him up late nights, fucking dancing for his friends, putting on shows, doing all that. Like that's a crazy life. And then you blow up, and then you're still a kid. And like, and imagine having the kind of superstardom that someone like Michael Jackson would have, or a Hillary Duff, or a Lindsay Lohan, or shit, even a Stephen fucking Amell. Imagine mm-hmm. the stress. These are not child stars, but I just imagine even as a grown adult. How stressful it is to deal with that lifestyle and not crack. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why we always stress so many times it's important for you to know your limits, yep. to know when to say fuck you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I know it feels fucked up because you feel like you're letting people down sometimes. Maybe you feel like you're going to be viewed in a particular light. You get inside your own head. You start thinking about how other people are going to look at what you're doing. And that's where you fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's where you fuck up. Stop thinking about what other people are worried about. What's they do? What's good for you, man? For you, ask yourself. Like, don't. I always say the three people you should never fucking lie to in this world, man, is your fucking lawyer, your fucking doctor, and your fucking self. Don't lie. Tell the fucking truth. You get busted on some shit. And you get a lawyer. Tell that motherfucker I really did that shit. Mm-hmm. They can help you better. Yeah. They can help you more than mm-hmm. if you're trying to lie to your liar. To your doctor, when you go there, tell them, I've been fucking bitches raw for six months straight, and I just ain't cared. Right, right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Let them know about that puffy dick tip. Yes, just tell the truth. And with yourself, look yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah, I know I'm a dick. Or, yo, I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? They really want, I just, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I want other shit. This is not, my heart isn't in this. Y'all are making me stretch myself so far that I'm losing sleep. I can't eat. I fucking, I'm hating myself. I don't even want to look at my reflection. When you're feeling any of those kinds of sensations, bro, that's your that's your body chemistry telling you there's a problem. And you need to address that shit immediately. Agreed. Cosine. Immediately. Protect your mental health. At Protect all your energy, man. It sounds like a cliche because it's always a fucking... Facebook status, it's mm-hmm. always a meme, it's always something that's being fucking old, like being paraded around. And it's the same thing with social justice warriors and shit, which we get into because social justice is a good thing. But you got motherfuckers who get on this fake woke shit and they take away from the movement. They take right. away from the actual meaning that's going on and shit. And it's the same thing with mental health. There are motherfuckers really struggling out here with this shit. And we need to these tools should be available. That's what really pisses me off. Like Another thing about school, they don't teach you to, to balance your checkbook. They don't teach you to change your flat tire. They don't even do home economics or wood shop no more. And also, they don't teach you how to cope with your emotions. They don't mm-hmm. tell you, they don't, like, there's no emotional intelligence. Like, where are the skills to help our youth function in this world right. outside of having some rudimentary, 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 I don't even know what I'm saying, rudimentary knowledge that really they don't even need. Like, you know all the shit we learned back in school? I, I've unlearned most of that shit. I'm self-educated at this point as an almost damn near 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, you got to be spinning off with some other shit, man. Talk to me. Now, real yeah, quick, on the man of the yeah, yeah, My man of bonds, man. Let talk me just yeah, clip this up real quick. One thing I definitely co-signed, but at the same time disagreed. It's a weird thing. because I, I agreed when you initially said it, but now I'm like 50-50 on it, was the we have to end the gender of the mental health. I agree in theory. I absolutely do. But until the world gets on that same tip, I think it's kind of hard because I was just sitting back here thinking it's on the child. There's a double standard. And that's what we have to address for now. I hate but um, when you brought up child star, it's something I want to bring up too. It's the big thing. She started really young. I was thinking, 
How many guy child stars can we think of that had issues and grew up and having issues that we feel bad for? And I can a think lot. of a couple. Macaulay Culkin, fucking. Name some females. Females, okay. I already. Lin, Lindsay Lohan, Hillary Duff, Britney Spears. Well, Hillary Duff didn't have any issues, I don't think. But Britney Spears Britney, is the one I want to bring up. Yeah. When she had her breakdown in 2008 and started smashing windows and shit or whatever year it was, uh, we demonized her and made fun of her for years. Now look at Mel Gibson. He gets pulled over by the cops. He drops N-bombs. He makes some uh, um, anti-Semitic comments uh, uh, several times. There's multiple times. He's still directing and starring in movies. That's crazy. Isn't that movie, nuts? There is, so that we have to address that double standard. So where I agree with you, until the world does as well, yeah. we have to address it and be like, women can break down and go nuts too, and it's okay. And guys can break down and it's okay. But there's a certain degree where it's not okay. Like I don't think Amanda did anything where I can cancel her for. Oh, Whereas yeah. Mel Gibson, uh, I don't fuck with Mel Gibson at all. Until so you that's just that, said that, that word, that I, didn't, I didn't even know this. there was a cancel wave going. Because if y'all trying to cancel somebody for having mental illness, y'all really need to cancel yourself, man. Fuck Amen you. on that shit. Amen fuck on that you. shit. I forget the rest of the thing I had to say because I'm lit like a motherfucker. The right only now, motherfuckers getting canceled out here is Rob every week when I'm yeah, yeah. when we do these podcasts. He's so excited I'm to try to, to cancel, cancel me too. He gets so excited. So I can't wait for today's fuckboy talk. So make sure to check on that. I might get canceled today. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> Talk to right me along. about the, the Marvel fake wokeness, man. You you, oh, you added this wokeness, to the document. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of wokeness and all that shit, talk to me about this. These motherfuckers right here. What brought this up, man? What, right. What's got you in your feels, man? So Marvel came out uh, revamping their new title, The New Warriors. So they're trying to be social justice warrior minded. But like you said, there is this fake wokeness that is detrimental to the movement and the very concept behind social justice, period. So they came up with these very, very horrible characters like Safe Space, Snowflake, um, a non-binary character named Snowflake. Um, this is real? This is real. I didn't I even know I kid you that. not. Google it right the fuck. I can't even remember some you of the You sent names. this to me, and I automatically, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love to get on fake wokeness. You know, I typed out some old crazy mm-hmm. shit that I was going, I didn't even know that this was a thing. Yes. <laughs> so everybody is tearing this shit the fuck up. The SJWs are tearing it up. a character called Safe Space? The, the real SJWs, the fake SJWs, the anti-SJWs. My daughter, um, who, the, who this is pandering to, because she, uh, she is... Political, be political. Very political. Oh, no, be no, sensitive no. to your daughter. No, no, no. I'm just trying to protect her privacy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be sensitive to her privacy. But she is very woke. So I say that in a good kind of way and very socially minded. Okay. So she hit me up out of the blue. Like, Dad, did you see this nonsense? Did you see that they make a non-binary character named Snowflake? And like she was going on and on about how horrible this and this that's is how you're trying to market. This is how you found out about this. This, this I found out about it an hour before. I want to say that's crazy. But that's she came crazy to me. <laughs> she don't come to me about nerd shit. She don't give a fuck about nerd shit. Well, she cares about her nerd shit, like Steven Universe and shit. Like she don't care about my shit, like Marvel and shit or DC and shit. So she, she came to me damning this. I, I was curious at first, like to see her opinion because she really really liked it. I'm like, well, maybe Marvel does have a hit on their hands, and this is. Preacher to the right choir, because this is who they're going to. No, she hates it. Everybody hates it. Um, as of yesterday, I want to say it had like 30,000 up likes on YouTube and over like almost 200,000 down likes. It is getting crucified online. Crucified, and for good reason. You're trying to be fake woke, and that is something Marvel has done so much, so, so much, much in the past five years. And to their credit, 
is the only comic book company in the past two to three years putting out good quality comics. And they have sucked since 2012. From 2012 to, I want to say, about 2018, they were pure trash. Past two years, they've been putting out some dynamite books. I, I want to stop you at pure trash because Jonathan Hickman did his run in there with the Avengers. And, okay, and okay. we got Secret Wars. Fair and In that Fair time, enough. there were some good-ass stories. But it, there were the majority of Marvel at the time was trash. I, I, yeah, I don't let me overgeneralize. I, yes, I want to throw ahead. that caveat in there. There were some good stories coming from Marvel. Cosign, cosign. But a majority of it was trash. And now DC, the majority of their books are coming out as trash. Whereas Marvel has been on the upswing, and I'm very happy, especially with now that the movie has the rights. Hey, the comics all of a sudden care about X-Men. And Hickman, as you just brought up, is doing a wonderful job on that X-Men book. So to get all this goodwill Hickman from the is comics. Like fucking the Marvel fucking Jeff Johns, to be honest and shit. He really is. Really yeah, is. I think that's an apt uh, comparison. I think that's a very yeah. accurate comparison and shit. But now to take all this goodwill and just piss it down the fucking drain and you just take a shit on it, wipe your ass on it. Um, with this fake woke shit is not a good look for Marvel. Not at all. Not at all. Especially when the CEO is such a known Trumper and such a known Trump supporter too. So you know this shit's coming from a place of fakeness because he has a direct hand in all things comic books. Um, it's an insult. And I think it's going to... I think they kind of wanted this to blow up negatively too because any press is good press. Marvel thrives on bad press. The comic book division specifically. I'm not talking about the movies because they only want good press. Um, but the comics don't care about controversy, but I think it's going to bite them in the ass. You just really shit on some goodwill. So, and not a good time to do it when comics are in such a state of flux right now, especially, yeah, especially with the corona, with the corona shit. crisis, shutting down comic shops don't and shit Don't do this like shit. That. Yeah. And, um, you know how I feel like, I didn't even know nothing about this, but you know how I feel about the wokeness shit in general. You know what I'm saying? The social agenda and the social pandering and shit, man. Like we briefly, I've already stated, I feel like it takes away from the, the actual movement. It's like when... A woman comes out and not just this is just a general thing, and I'm not making this a gender thing, but just the example that comes to me just fresh all the top of my head. Like when you see these incidences where women come out and they falsely accuse a man of sexual assault or some shit like that, and they're just trying to get attention and then they go away and you find out it never really happened, it kind of diminishes the real situation mm -hmm. the, that women out here really deal with sexual <coughs> assault. And when one of those women comes out and it's publicly exposed, it really fucks it up for all of the women out there, mm -hmm. just in the views of the public eye, you know what I'm saying? Whether how you digest it on an individual level, just publicly, it just looks, it just makes people, it just diminishes it. Same thing with, like, social justice. Like, I, I just can't stand the virtual signaling, the pretentious fucking... Uh, Social justice shit where people try to assume like a moral high ground or like ideological, ideological, ide, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm quit making up words today. Yeah, man, my words are twisted today. But they try to be like superior to you by mm -hmm. like purporting social righteous motives that are factually skewed and untrue, meaning like they don't receive information. Like when you uh, present opposing information, they act like it doesn't exist or whatever mm -hmm. and shit. Like, the real social justice that is actually out here helping and being activists in the community and shit, that's not what the problem is. It's these people that try to monetize it. It's these people that want to get clicks. It's these people that they want to they want you to see how woke they are for like a click or like a share or whatever and shit. That is the problem. Like the the attention seeking, I guess, is yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what makes it. Yeah, and, and, when you bring it to the movies and that aspect, that's where it gets really crazy because you're monetizing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where it gets nasty. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it gets nasty, morally nasty to me. Like, I I get stories, 
Like we've talked about before, stories about discrimination, stories about equality, stories about equal representation, you know, stories like I'm with all of that, man. But don't make it the crux of your story because if it becomes obvious, that's what you brought us here for. Mm -hmm. That's not enough for me. It's not and enough for me. You can't be fake me. with it. There's, there's a lot of disingenuous uh, articles going around. One from, I want to say Bleeding Cool off the top of my head, which is actually a publication I respect outside of their very ad ridden fucking website jesus christ those pop-up ads are fucking nuts um but anyway they put out a very disingenuous article um about how horrible this fake sjw shit is and how they can't believe marvel is putting out a comic like this that glorifies this and what they really were talking about in the article was x-men um so they're trying to say hey you guys you guys would have complained just like this when x-men came out blah 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 give it a chance and one i think you should give it a chance no matter what i do agree to that um, but what I have an issue with is don't you dare compare this to X-Men. Don't you dare compare this. What the, what the X-Men was, was a very discreet, but very powerful comparison to the civil rights movement in the sixties and seventies at that time. Um, and is a wonderful civil rights, uh, and social justice comic without trying too hard to be such. Whereas this new shit is trying so hard, pandering to a crowd that doesn't buy Marvel comics and will not buy Marvel comics and is not fucking X-Men. So don't you dare compare it to X-Men. That's fucking ridiculous. Word up. Moving on. Uh, real quick, let's get out of the pop and pop culture segment real quick. Let's just run through a couple real rapid fire questions. Talk to me about uh, DC TV post-crisis talk. What do, you, what do you got to say? Let me know your feelings. Yeah, post-crisis. So what this is real quick is just kind of commenting on what our uh, opinions are of DC TV shows post the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover. And actually surprisingly strong. Uh, right off the bat, The Flash is having the best season they've had since season one and two. I love the new format that they're going with. You, you can tell the producers are very excited when they talk about the new format. And that is splitting it up into two, what they call two graphic novels. Graphic novel A, graphic novel B. So season one instead of one long arc in the season like they normally do it's two separate arcs uh split in half through the season and they kind of run uh, adjacent to one another but are connected to one another um and it really frees up some storytelling and leaves a lot of room for all killer no filler when it comes to these episodes and i'm loving the flash so far absolutely wonderful since it's been back loving the the mirror master arc loving the black hole arc loving the special effects love the fucking uh kid flash wonderful having him back loves his power set and everything um legends tomorrow has been really good if you like it for what it is uh as of season three and season four you're gonna love season five i'm a little tired of it myself i'm ready for it to kind of end gracefully but it's still really good season five i can't even lie i'm loving it batwoman though Batwoman is a show that I was really excited for, really defended when it was first announced, um, not liking the first half of the season at all. Um, if I'm being generous, it's a 6 out of 10. However, post-crisis, it's really kind of found its footing, its vibe, its uh, feel. It's less campy. It's a little bit more dark and serious. The story arcs are a lot better, and the acting's been a lot better. It's still not a great show, but it's a couple notches above the first season of Gotham take that for whatever the fuck it is but it has the makings of becoming a good show so I'm actually still in it and I think it's really dope and Supergirl uh post-crisis I think it's been really dope too um it's great having Lex I love the dynamic of having Lex as a regular and having the whole world love him and you don't know what's going on in this story I don't know where it's going with Lex I don't know where it's going with Leviathan I don't know where it's going with any of it and for me that's so deep into the tv shows movies comic books I can smell plot twists and story 
uh, progression from a mile away. So if you can keep me kind of scratching my head on where this is all going and keep me intrigued, like, that's dope. Like, Supergirl is just phenomenal the past couple seasons. So post-crisis, everything is looking pretty good. I, I, I almost echo everything you say, but in the interest of preserving time, I'm not going to go into a deep dive on it and shit. Dig. I fuck with really uh, The Flash... Now the arrow's gone. I'm really sad about that. But the Flash and um, Supergirl are the main targets. I gave up on Legends a long time ago. I got really too slapsticky for me. That's fair. Uh, not not just I just lost interest in it. It wasn't vibing. And with so many other things to watch, it's just like I'm not married to anything these days. You know what I'm saying? If you're not keeping my attention, I'm just gonna move on. Um, I never gave Batwoman a chance. It didn't look like something I was going to be into from the beginning, and it's only been reiterated many times through you and just mm-hmm. like little peaks that I've gotten. It's just really not up my alley and shit. So there's no really no reason to waste my time. But overall, I agree with you. Say like Flash, this is one of their best seasons in a long, <coughs> long time. Long time. Uh, Supergirl has really been um, really good the last couple seasons, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy this storyline going on with Lex and Lena and Supergirl. It's really, it keeps me on the edge of my seat because I don't, I don't trust Lex and I don't trust Lena right, right, right. influence with her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really, I, I enjoy the storyline for what it is and the unpredictability of it and all that shit. So, and one thing I want to add: not caught up on Black Lightning. I had a, I missed, uh, got up to season two halfway through season two last year. And then fell off of it. Not anything because of the show, just time restraints or what have you. I'm getting caught back up now. Almost done with season two now. And season three, the most recent season's already on Netflix. So I'm going to get caught up on that too. I've heard a lot of great things. I'm really interested in seeing Wayne Brady as a villain. Gravedigger is a real big villain for Black Lightning. Actually one of the last ones they haven't got to yet. So having it played by somebody that's traditionally not a villain. I love those kind of castings. We hit pay dirt with Lex Luthor with that casting. So I think thinking outside the box with that really kind of pays off sometimes, and, you know, sometimes you get Jesse Eisenberg. But um, <laughs> um, I can't wait to get caught up, and once I am caught up on season three, I'm going to phone in a verdict for sure. So, Hell yeah. Well, uh, before we get out of what's popping in pop culture, talk to me real fast. Give me your video game breakdown you wanted to go through. Try to keep Real it, quick, real yeah, quick. Keep it yeah. simple, bro. Real quick. <laughs> like, I got a bunch I of know video- you. I know you love the shit, man. I know. Video <laughs> games are my number one medium over movies, comics, anything. But I will keep it quick. Um, it's a tradition ever since I was little to get a bunch of video games because we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I'd always get my video games on Christmas for my parents, relatives, what have you. So it's a tradition. Uh, and in a lot of games, they all come out April, May, and March. And then the other big boom is from September and around Christmas time. Yeah. Yep. So it's usually when it happens. So I got a backlog of games this year. Finally got through most of them. Um, and real, real quick, just real quick reviews in case you haven't played them. The new Star Wars, Fallen Jedi, seven and a half out of ten. And again, I played over a thousand video games. It's not two thousand guys, so I know my shit. I think it's a good game. Um, I think it's a little bit of Dark Souls and um ah, god damn it, the other one is I'm I'm twisted right now. Bloodborne. Um but it's also mixed with uh, Metroid, which it sounds kind of dope, but it's such a I hate parry-based combat sometimes, and it's such a grind to play that game and the backtracking is so grueling and the story is just kind of bland and so are the characters it's a beautiful game and it's some beautiful moments but at the end of the day it's just an average good game seven and a half out of ten um next one up outer worlds made by the same uh company that made fallout 2 and fallout new vegas aka some of the best ones um their own new brand new ip since leaving bethesda um or leaving the fold and making their own shit 
Really love the game. Only complaint is I would love to have a little bit more lore, a little bit more mythos, and would have fleshed out the game more for a sandbox game, and it's actually kind of quick, um, kind of short. But an amazing game. Absolute biggest thing is the characters and the writing. Hilarious writing that legitimately made me laugh out loud a few times, and such great characterization and voice acting that I really felt a connection with the characters. That alone took it from an 8.5 because of the shortness up to a 9. I give it a 9 out of 10. It's an absolute wonderful game. Support the fuck out of that. And real quick caveat, I've never bought an export, uh, Xbox system because it never really had games I'm interested in. Um, You've never owned an Xbox? No. Okay. I borrowed them uh, from a friend. Like We would switch systems and shit, but the only exclusives are like Halo and shit like that. Like Shit that's not a system buyer for me. Perfect Dark almost got me, but Perfect Dark Zero bombed, and it was a horrible game. Um, Fable 3 almost got me. I did play Fable 2. Once again, I got borrowed of Xbox for a couple, like a year, um, and I, Fable 3 almost got me. That game sucked. But Outer Worlds... I think I've owned almost both of the consoles through every generation at one point or another. I don't think I have to speak on Xbox One. It has barely any games. Whether it's a, a Nintendo product or an Xbox product or a PlayStation, I think I've ended up with a console from every generation at one point or another. Me too for everything except for <laughs> Xbox. Xbox. But um, Outer Worlds sequel may be a Xbox exclusive. And I say maybe it's almost a definitive yes. So if that's a thing, um, I'd be jumping ship. Just give me games. I don't give a fuck what I have to play on. Um, but anyway, nine point there. Um, the next one up was Dragon Quest Eleven, and this one's a little bit older, guys. Two thousand eighteen. Finally got to this bitch. I love JR- JRPGs. <laughs> twenty twenty, right? Well, I started playing it then. Two calendars later, <laughs> I rented it for Redbox, and once I realized it was a two hour game, I was like, I'll end up buying this game fifteen times over from Redbox if I fucking keep it that long. So like, I'll get back to it when I get back to it. So in two thousand nineteen, I got it, but it's a long ass game. Um, it is a wonderful representation of Dragon Quest. I think the best Dragon Quest game. I'm a Final Fantasy guy myself, but you have to respect Dragon Quest for being the first JRPG, JRPG, um, and done by the dude who did Dragon Ball, um, uh, animation wise. So it's, it's a legacy game. It's a legendary game. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely loved it. I have some issues with the story, a little bit bare bones in the story and a little bit childish in some of the presentation. I have some issues a lot with the, some of the characterization and plot points and the pacing most definitely. At the end of the day though, it is a very friendly RPG to players, a very fr- player friendly RPG, a lot of fun, a lot of shit to do. Once again, it's a massive game that will keep you entertained for a long time. Um, and I'm about to give that a solid 9 out of 10, too. It's a masterpiece when it comes to JRPGs. So if you love anime, fantasy, and JRPGs, you have to check this out. I mean, it's a, it's legendary. And I think that's it. I'm catching up with Astral Chain for the Nintendo Switch. That came out August of last year. That's the next one up. Then I'm officially caught up with all my shit and ready for Final Fantasy VII. If I beat Astral Chain in record time, I'm replaying Last of Us because I only played it once. I love it. Last of Us 2 is coming out in May. And I won't have time to replay it once Final Fantasy VII hits. So I'm going to try to squeeze this shit in there. Um, Look at him thinking ahead. You know what I mean? I'm not going to have time, man. It ain't going to happen. My kids ain't getting fed once Final Fantasy VII comes out. So that is what that is. But that, that's my quick game and uh, recap. Hell yeah. Well, there you have it, y'all. Do you? Fuckboy talk, uh, man. Fuck. Fuckboy talk real quick. What scares me with this, I never know what he's going to talk about ahead of time. And that's not just, I don't know, and we really talk about We've it. We've skipped like, out really on fuckboy talk for the last couple episodes, man. We haven't really had it like, ever since the hooker scandal and shit, man. We've like been, we've we've tabled most fake fuckboy talks and shit, but I'm telling you, we're here to be flagrant. <laughs> I feel like we had fuckboy talk last, yeah, last episode, though. No, not really. Uh, we, maybe it just comes up because we're fuckboys in, 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 in spirit, you know what I maybe, mean? Maybe, maybe. Not, not not a segment, but pushing on. I just want to say real quick, twerking is over. It's time to let it go. Like, 
like kids are twerking all the time. Like, and, and yeah. it don't even like it don't even look sexy no more. Like, can we let twerking go? I, just, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. think I think it's time to to lay that to rest. <laughs> Replace it with twerking your boobs. I wouldn't mind seeing some titties bounce up and down like crazy. <laughs> he said, "Replace it with twerking your twenty twenty. <laughs> let's, let's let's come up with some new shit, guys." You know what? I'm, I'm actually behind that. I support that, man. But uh, I was sitting here thinking the other day, like uh, thinking back over my past escapades mm-hmm. as a fuckboy hoe and things like that. And I was thinking, trying to think of situations where I turned down pussy. Like, what made me turn down the pussy? Like, and it, it brought up the question of standards and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, is there anything that you won't dick a chick down for? Like, if you just met her and she starts talking about she's a flat earther, for for instance, mm. is that like a, oh, you're not getting the dick? Or would you just like fuck her and then like not call her back? Or So just to understand the parameters of the question. Um, so in this hypothetical scenario, the woman herself is attractive. Um, no oh, other. Let's say she's uh, uh, average. Okay, uh, average. She said you're attracted to her. No other you, red you flags other than the examples you're about to give me. Correct. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll say that. Okay. No other red flags other than something that you may find a red flag. I'm asking you. What would that me, red yeah, flag be? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, oh, fire! I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We're we're going straight to pound town. It don't matter. <laughs> I, I we had a crisis of conscience earlier this year when I started t- talking. So you'll fuck a flat earther. Oh yeah, flat yeah. earther get the dick all day. An anti vaxxer with a condom, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> definitely with a condom on that one. I have to double wrap my shit on that because if you don't believe in vaccinations, Lord knows what you do, guy. You might not believe in antibiotics. And I'm not trying to walk away with puffy dick tip once again. It all circles back around to the puffy, <laughs> the puffy dick tip. Um, so anti-vaxxers that's a big he said the anti-vaxxer I can't hit her raw but I'm a fucker I just can't I can't fuck her raw a couple couple months ago I had a crisis of conscience of uh, somebody that was really new age like uber new age like super into crystals and incense and energies and waves and I'm not into that so much and I I can I'm definitely cool with it to a certain degree but this was definitely over top and I was really weighing the hotness to my own Moral, I wouldn't say moral standards, but personal convictions, I guess, would be a better turn of phrase. My own pro, uh, convictions. And it turned out my my dick would have won in that scenario. Um, Just tell so, yeah. me it's standards, man. Do you have standards? Yeah, yeah. Like, I won't fuck Is a there racist. a bitch that cannot get dick from you? Yeah, like racist, homophobic, anything that disagrees totally with my core moral character? Absolutely. Um, if there's no physical, well, there's a strong... I will fuck a bitch in a Confederate flag... With fucking Trump bumper sticker or Trump stab and Would shit, you? and put that shit all over Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I always like my wife gets pissed about that because she tries to tell me all the time, as long as it has legs, you're fucking it. <laughs> like, that's her running thing. Right. <laughs> Animal, vegetable, or mineral? By vegetable, I mean paraplegic because they put up the least amount of resistance. So as long as as long as somebody's driving it, you fucking it, or you, you know you you getting in the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> Shout out to you, baby. I love you, but you're wrong. I would not fuck a bitch who does not think that Wu Tang is one of the greatest groups of all time. Um, and 
I like how racism's okay. <laughs> you remind me, I, and I'm the white dude, but you remind me of that community meme. Like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line of disrespecting Wu-Tang. And then the black lady looks like, you can excuse racism, but in this scenario, I'm the black lady. How no, do we always put ourselves I, in that scenario? I would only excuse the Confederate flag fuckery just because of how crazy it is. Like, you hate black people, but you love this black dick. Take it, bitch. And I'm going to fucking I mean, expose you. It's, it's kind of like that reverse psychology... Uh, thing you know how back in the day in slavery and shit when like all the, the everybody wanted some black ass like the bitches wanted black BBC and the slave masters wanted the the little jungle mama and shit you know what I'm saying right, <laughs> like, right. but nobody wanted to be real about it. right right <laughs> full disclosure it was the, it was the African American gentleman that like said the jungle mama it was wife not wanted, me. the slave master's wife wanted to fuck the big strapping uh, NFL back nigga back in the day right. you know what I'm saying and the slave master wanted to hit the the pre Cardi B you know what I'm saying shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god damn it Speaking of oh, That's random My sister sent me Some birthday thing By Cardi B I gotta watch later I haven't got a chance To see that No you can probably that's random as fuck. You be moaning Depends how good The food is No I'm kidding uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah um, It really depends Head sometimes yeah do you, do you moan Batman shit though Or is it like uh, Like how you give it up How you be giving it up <laughs> Um, I do, I do. Um, there's a couple moans here and there. It all depends. It all depends. Tell me you don't be moaning in your Christian Bale voice. You, <laughs> he's setting this up like he don't know. Fuck him. He knows goddamn well and good. At one point in time, me and one of my best friends, this is like 10 years ago, fucking had this contest. We were talking about how sex with our significant others after years and years and years can get a tad bit predictable. So we wanted to find a way to spice it up. So we wanted to say weird shit at the end of when we nutted. Uh, and see how funny it is. And the first one to get popped or make your significant other mad, to get smacked or get make your significant other mad, loses. And we weren't in the room while the other, our, my friend fucked his girl. So we kind of took it on the honor system. But we kind of wanted to say any of the funny shit we could say uh, mid-coitus as we uh, uh, ejaculated uh, uh, what we could do. And a couple of funny ones were, I busted a nut and right at the time I would scream, Captain Caveman! From you know the old seventies shit, we, we didn't need the demonstration. Bro. Uh, oh no, you getting them? We going down this rabbit hole? We going down the rabbit hole, bitch? Uh, one of my other favorite ones was we I busted and action. said Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. But there was this one time. Um, how did it all go down? I was it was somebody. See, that's just like you being funny. I'm talking about moaning like a motherfucker be hitting you with. Like, but I did like do a the bitch Christian- be hitting you with some throat. And you'd be like, oh. oh, the throat gets me, yeah. The throat gets me. I'll scr- scream on the throat. Toes be curling. You'd be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, Because uh. not everybody. Look, I'll tell you exactly how I'd be giving it up. Just like this. Oh, uh, ah. Uh, damn. I did not need to hear that on my birthday. Give me some Purell. I want to pour that in my fucking eardrums real fucking quick. And erase that from ever fucking happening ever again. Oh, shit. Nah, nah, I'm done. I'm done. It's the end of the podcast, everybody. We had a good fucking run. I'm done with this shit. I'm out. Um, now, nah, cause not every, not every bitch can deep throat. So if you get a chick that can actually deep, deep throat, um, yeah, that, that allowed me hitting the high notes. I hit the high C on that. <laughs> like I hit the, the high C and I ain't talking punch on that shit, baby. What's the best way to know if you really like a girl? Like you don't just want to fuck her. Like, how do you know if you really like her? Cause I'm, women don't seem to understand that we have a, we as men have a real big separation along those boundaries. Like I cannot mm-hmm. like you and fuck you. 
Oh, yeah. And I can fuck you and like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there was a, a quote in Mallrats where it's like, I'm sure you didn't love every girl you lo- uh, fucked. And he, he looked at her like, some of them I downright loathe. <laughs> and I feel that energy. Um, I got to like you to fuck you. That's for goddamn sure. Um, but how do you know if you like somebody? If you really like her. Like, do you bust, you pound one out and see if you still want to see her? That's, that's a determining factor. Do you wait yeah. to see how she acts towards you after you hit? Because, you know... Women think men don't know how to act until you let them hit, and you don't know how she's going to act until you hit. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's kind of like a double, double-edged sword, you know what I'm saying? Like The chicks want to hold out with the pussy for as long as possible because mm-hmm. they want to see how you're going to act in response. And then when you get it, then they want to see how you act. But then us, we want to give you the grade A and see if you're going to be crazy. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, hey, right, right. We need to see that. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of what, like the road I'm going down uh how do you know if you really like a girl? You want to take it beyond just being a fuckboy with her? I I don't know. Um, I know you're kind of jaded right now. And and it's really hard to answer yeah. it being so jaded because I don't I don't foresee myself ever putting myself to be that vulnerable again. So I really so I have to take myself out of it, I guess, and put myself in the past. Um, so how I would used to be able to tell would be if that person really wants you to change your life, or you don't want to fuck with anybody else. Uh, like my ex, my most recent ex, when me and her were talking, we were talking for like a month or two before we even met. When we got really heavy, when I started cutting off everybody else I talked to in hopes of making sure it doesn't interfere with this, like, oh, this might actually lead to something and I don't want to ruin that. If I'm willing to cut off other women or not fuck other things and just fuck one thing for a long time, hey, that's a pretty big indication. I got feels. But in all seriousness, dude, you, you feel it. Like You feel it in your chest. If that person's on your mind. Like you feel it in your heart, you feel it in your stomach. You feel it when you think of them. You kind of get them fluttery butterflies and shit. Like I don't have that anymore. That part of me's dead. I but. know I like a chick. Well, I'm married, so I'm already with the chick that I like and shit. But you know, just speaking, trying to speak from this perspective that I brought up with you and shit, yeah. man. For me, I would, I would, I would advise my single men out here, man. Um, a chick that stimulates your mind. That's how you know you like her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A chick that's stimulating you mentally. Not her body, because these bitches can all stimulate your body. It's really not that hard. I mean, there are some fish out there, and it's no fun to fuck them, but the older you get, the more fun these older chicks be having, like, be be able to put it down. You know what I mean? Like... I don't want this to come off the wrong way. <laughs> I see you wording it. I see, you know I see them wheels turning. I'll give you a second to think about that. Let me bounce off something real quick. I, I co-sign that hardcore. But you can stimu- stimulate me intellectually. If you can keep up with me in conversation, you can keep me on my toes, and you can call me out on my bullshit. Like, I can't, I can't say this without sounding egotistical, but I'll always have a small flock of women that will always, you're such a great dad, you're such a great this, you're yeah, such a great dad, and just swing from your nuts. If you can call me out on yeah. my bullshit, dude, get off your fucking ego or... Quit being like a women dick. Get if you can, off, they get tired about hearing the same line over and yeah. over. Oh, you're the only one. You get here tired of hearing. Oh, you're such a good dad, bitch. I know. But if you're not swinging from my nuts and actually calling me out on my bullshit, and you can keep up to me intellectually, you can banter with me, especially like if you can banter. Oh, with you don't me. want a chick that can banter with you. Oh yeah, I do. No, you don't. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, There's very few that honestly can, anybody I can. And she can't gender, be better than you, though. She can't be dropping better bars. There's one. One or two. And put those, you in your feels and shit. There, there's a, no, no. Those are one or two that can put me in my feels that I always think of fondly. Like, that was the one. Like, you know what I mean? He said, damn, she got balls. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. I love this bitch. Damn. 
You so that's me. how Rob knows he likes a motherfucker, a motherfucker that can bar him to death. You can make me cry <laughs> in the bathtub, make me feel bad about myself. You know what? We might have a future. No, seriously. But in all seriousness, no. If you can, if you can stimulate my mind and keep up with me intellectually, and you're real, just be real, be real. I hate those lines. I hate those lines so much. I hate those. You're such a great dad. Or we easy, should get our easy, kids, low hanging fruit line. We should let our kids hang out. Is my all time. Hey, as soon as you say that, you're almost dead to me. Especially, so there's a red flag. That's a red flag. That's, that's, that's a big, big one. Yeah. There you well, go. Well, I wouldn't go there. He said, far. well, hold on, slow down. <laughs> didn't say all that. If I could work it out without the kids involved, I'm in. <laughs> if you just say it right out the bat, if I, if I barely know you or we're not talking to that point, like I protect my kids very much. So there's very, in the past 10 years, I think outside of my children's mother, there was one. I'm not editing none of this. So I don't know. give a fuck. Yeah, there's no Gable <laughs> cut this time. Um, the one that you know of, um, your friend's sister, and then there was the and the most recent ex. I think those are the only two I really brought around the children. The rest I don't. If I don't think it's a serious relationship, I will not bring it around the kids. And so if you could come out right it's, out the gate, it's so easy. If too. you come out right out the gate trying to play that card and just stroke my ego like that, and uh, it's it's a bit That's of a turn. So wait a minute. You say stroke your ego, not I just turn me all the way off. Because you love having your ego stroke. I do, but right? it, it would be like to <laughs> and me. And we do as men. Like, we love having our ego stroke. But I wouldn't go to a woman like, oh, my God, you're such an amazing mom for doing the bare minimum exactly what you should be doing as a human being that spawned children. It's almost condescending and like a double-handed uh, compliment. You know what I mean? Like, because, like, oh, my God, you nutted <laughs> in something. I can't see my face, but I'm dying right You nutted now. <laughs> in something and kept it alive and fed it and didn't beat it or diddle it or anything. You're father of the year, and I want you to meet my children. And, oh, my God. And it's just it's just so tired. They think that's their end. Like, that's always the end is the kids. If You're using my kids to get to me. They think that's the turnoff. It isn't the fact that you're expressing interest in my kids at all. It's the fact that you think you could use, you use my, my kids, kids to, to get, get in, me. get some dick from me. Like, first of all, bitch, what time you want to come over? Right, yeah. <laughs> You'll get the dick, but you won't get the relationship. And I'll be upfront about that, too, because I do not let women think they're going to get a relationship just to get some. No. No, I'm always upfront about that shit. I have a code of ethics, goddammit. Oh my god, but, fuck your code of ethics. Man, that post this motherfucker's all over the place. He's discovering himself right now in this segment. <laughs> I'm about to discover myself all over this couch. Soon. I'm feeling lit. I might jack off in the middle of this podcast. But speaking of jacking off, that post not clarity is real. So it is. I post started, not clarity is a superpower, bro. We don't talk about it enough. Post not clarity saves lives. I legit started off my day by it's my birthday. I'm gonna have people in my inbox. I'm gonna have people saying happy birthday. I do not want to think unrationally with my dick on my birthday. Let me get this post nut clarity nut off so, so I, I can, know who I want to hit. <laughs> you know what I'm so I just stay at home and play video games and eat cake. That's my. <laughs> we talked about that on the way to the uh, on here. That's all I want to do today. Just play video games today. That's not a line. He said, "You know what? Let me just pump this out. So I don't even, I don't even want you hoes. Right? Well, play video. <laughs> I gotta beat Dragon Quest Eleven again. Apparently, the second fucking final boss. Only goddamn game you beat. I when came twenty to hours this more dude to beat. up today. He made me wait in the driveway so he could try to finish this game, bro. <laughs> I dead ass did too. Dead ass did. <laughs> this shit is real. All right, closing this up real quick, man. Talk to me about what's your go to line when you nut too fast. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> 
nothing fast. If if it was a a reward for it, we would we wouldn't like have a stigma on this shit. But it happens, you know what I mean? Sometimes, oh, it happens all day. Sometimes the pussy be magic, you know. What I'm and saying? if it and sometimes you only got 120 seconds in, in the pussy, you drown in it. You, you know drown in it, yeah. And if it's been <laughs> a long too long, so it was like, damn man, I wasn't I wasn't ready. <laughs> it was. It's either it's been a long time, especially if it has been. If it's been a long time, I guarantee you, you only getting the six minute Humpty Hump love pump, and that is it. If it's been months and months and months, I, there's no rationing out those pumps. Like, there, you only get in the X amount of shit. It's a race. All right? We both got to get to that finish line. I'm going to get there. Get I'm going to get there no matter what. <laughs> so you better be the hare and not the tortoise because I'm going to be the hare. So we both got to be the hare in this situation. Or you just game them up and say it's all because of them. Like, girl, that never happened before, but you got that magic. I've never felt somebody as tight or yeah, as amazing as like you. Yeah, like magic line. Yeah. Like, yo, man. man put it on them. I, I wasn't yeah. even expecting that shit, man. Like, whoo. Really, I just haven't jacked off in two weeks, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just been ready to go. Like, so damn, man. That shit what you be putting? What you be eating? You know? What your, your mama feed you? <laughs> What's in them? But you working out and shit like that. Damn, no fucking. Uh, I felt like you were giving cook. me a kegel while I was inside yeah, of you. That's yeah, that's what kegel. Yeah, kegel like yeah. damn kegels, man. Shit. <laughs> oh, and don't lie, women, about doing kegels either, because we know. I ain't going. I had one of my exes used to say she did kegels on a daily basis, and honey. We know you didn't, so don't lie about it. You don't have to do Kegels. You want to, any vaginal upkeep is completely on you, but don't lie about doing this shit because we know, we know. We and know. there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck boy talk for episode 13. <laughs> oh, before I move on, I did want to be like, for a second, ask if gold digging was okay. Because, you know, we go out of our way a lot to talk about uh, prostitution being should be legal, drugs should be legal, all the that that kind of thing. We we want to respect people's freedoms and shit. But when you have these kind of things going on, you have to kind of think about the kind of um, byproducts that come as a result of some of these things. So it's like okay, it's prof, it's pro, if prostitution is okay, does that make gold digging okay? And you know what? I say it does. I say gold digging is. 100% fair game. If a nigga wants to let himself be exploited for his money in his bank account in order to have a trophy wife or have a chick on his arm that he believes is some kind of prize to be won or something and she's just only exploiting him for his money, I'm totally fine with the gold digging shit. Like all things in life, I I don't agree with it when you are taking advantage of people. You're not giving them a choice to make a decision for their own well-being. Like, if you want to be a gold digger, I'm cool with that. Just let the motherfucker know up rip that you're being a gold digger. It's the same premise as being a prostitute. So I, I want to keep my opinion very consistent along these lines of logic uh, when it comes to this. So when it comes to gold digging, yes, I feel like it is. there's nothing wrong with it. As long as it's like being a fuckboy. Let a bitch know you're being a fuckboy up, uh, up front and there ain't nothing wrong with being a fuckboy. Hey, I want to fuck you, and I don't, I don't want to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just be honest about that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think people You can't do- expose a motherfucker who's comfortable in their truth. Same thing with a gold digger. Let it be known. Yeah, I'm going to give you this pussy. I'll act like a trophy wife, but you're going to pay. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know what I'm so. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong. I think some people just get jealous because it's the, the mentality of we have to work for a living. 
go do our 40, 50 hour work week, what have you. While it looks somebody, lazy, easy. Somebody just is born pretty and can just fuck, uh, and that's all they have to do for the rest of their life. Listen, if I could get an OnlyFans popping right now, instead I'd of do it. Instead of this YouTube I'd shit, do it. I would be on it because these bitches be making bank. No, <laughs> Some of these chicks be making like 20K, 20 bands. You hear what and the fuck it. I'm saying? Get it. A month. 20 bands a month between stripping and OnlyFans. Man, y'all better be lucky. I ain't got a pussy out here. I tell you what, or a set of titties. <laughs> I mean, I got a set of titties, but it ain't a set of titties that anybody paying for. Nobody's, nobody's trying to try to see some moves on some OnlyFans pages. And oh shit. my God, let's move on. <laughs> Corona crisis mm. talk, bro. Talk to me. Truth, theories, what's going on in the community? What can people well, do in the community to help out uh, celebrities with Corona? Do you care? Uh, shit. Cops have been arrested to not order to not arrest. Have they have been ordered to not arrest hookers and drug dealers and shit like that because of the corona epidemic? Mm-hmm. Like the movie industry being affected by fucking Donald Trump, who say what you will, like I have a bunch of disagreements. I think he's a disgusting person, uh, character-wise and shit, but this nigga's but, funny. Yeah, but say boy, that funny, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. With the Chinese virus, the China virus and the Kung Flu comments, like Racial connotations aside, I get why it's insensitive and shit, but I'm sorry when you hear that shit. If Dave Chappelle said it, we wouldn't be giving him no slack. I mean, we wouldn't be upset about it. Right, right. So uh, back to the double standard talk. I'm not going to... I'm funny as funny, bro. I'm, I, I tell you all the time, you can make a funny joke about black people. I'm going to laugh. You and child support. Okay, let's make a joke. Black person, child support joke, man. If it's funny, I'm going to laugh, bro. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. It just got to be funny is all. Right, right. <laughs> This is what's crazy about this podcast, too, being a podcast about nothing is a whiplash. I'm extra lit for my birthday, so it's really fun for the, the fuckboy talk. But when we have to be serious and shit about Corona, I have to sit up straight real quick. I'm trying to get my serious voice on. Like, this is some serious shit in the community, you know what I mean? Like, it is such a whiplash. Um, but yeah, yeah. So what do we? that's a lot to talk about when it comes to the coronavirus and I think the crisis. And one thing I kind of want to stress, too, if you're a longtime listener of the uh, show, it may have seemed or maybe we may have come across as we were trying to downplay the threat of it. And that was never the case. If you actually really listened to our words and what have you, we said it was a very serious situation that we 100% uh, respected and um, encouraged all the quarantine efforts that was taken in China and everywhere else. And if it seriously progresses, we need to follow those measures accordingly. Um, we just weren't panicking. We weren't panicking, yeah. We weren't shilling either. You know what I'm saying? It was just based on what the information was available at, at the that time. time yeah. You know what I mean? It's got progressively worse, but we have adjusted ourselves accordingly. Quickly, yeah. Quickly at that. And I feel like that's what your stand should be on. And I think some people are so married to their original opinion on anything that they will not change their opinion when new facts and logics are brought to the table. And that's really scary, especially when we're doing Same with the pandemic. Same comment I made about the social justice Yeah, show. yeah. Nope. And it's one thing when we're talking about comic books and entertainment. It's a different when we're talking about a pandemic, when we're talking about a global virus. Like, it is time to get off your, I don't know if it's pride or a high horse or what have you, but sort of sec- uh, it's ego. A, a lot of it's ego. it's ego. And some of it's politics, some of it's religion, some of it's, uh, there's a lot of varying ego. factors in this, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but what do you want to tackle first? I want you to kind of lead, uh, just kind of point me in the right um, direction. Well, there's a lot the, to talk the about. The easy shit, celebs with Corona, do we care? No, I don't, honestly. Uh, not one iota of a fucking here's why. One, all it shows is the distance between the wealthy and the not wealthy in America. The only reason we know about celebs getting it is because they are connected and have the money to get testing, whereas there are not enough tests for the general populace of America, not for the lower class or the middle class. Number two, which one of these fucking celebrities have done anything 
about Corona since they got infected. Ryan Reynolds donated either a million or 10 million. Do not quote me on the price tag, but both him and his wife donated all this money. He donated a, a large amount, millions to Canada and millions to America to give to the communities and give the Corona testing and give to everybody affected by Corona. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Much love to him. Deadpool, it's always man. the assholes that do it too. Let me tell you what. And which one, he doesn't have Corona. Neither does his uh, wife, Blake. Out of Tom Hanks, Idris Elba, all these people that's doing wonders for their career. They ain't donated a rent. One goddamn penny to the cause. Big names on this shit, man. How many of you out of work right now? How many of you can't leave the house right now? How many of you not know where your next meal is going to come from if you're going to have to pay rent or what have you? And somebody can give you some kind of, uh, uh, these guys have millions and millions and millions of dollars. I know it's almost unfair to say just because they have it, they shouldn't donate. But if you have millions and millions and millions of dollars, you of all people, if you see how you're affected by it, you see what this entire country is going through who you owe your wealth to you owe your status to you owe your um clout to and in tor- turmoil and, and tragedy and you're not doing anything for it other than riding off the public wave of attention that you got for being infected by a very easily uh, contracted virus i don't give a fuck and once again it all goes back to show you the wealthy can get tested and we take that seriously. And the and poor and even middle class, waiting. we're we still don't know. waiting. We don't know. We're just I like, hey, go- you coughing? Do you got it? I don't know. Take you your could, temperature. You could go to the goddamn hospital now and list off every symptom that you have. And it's not a guarantee that you'll be tested. They'll just say, go home and treat it like you do have it. I know people that legitimately think they have it. And they just said, go home, act like you have it. Social distance, quarantine, treat yourself and just hope it goes away. But we can't test you because we don't got the shit for it. And... I don't know what the infection rate is uh, as, as far as like the fact and the truth because like that's part of the discussion of like what's the theory, what's the what's the facts, and it's really hard to know, especially so fresh. Like we don't really know what the rate of death is. You keep hearing like it's three percent. You're hearing this. We don't know because everybody who's sick isn't being reported. You right. Know, everybody right, right. who I do remember offhand. Italy's is 10% right now, which is astronomical. Right. Uh, they had the, uh, one of the highest hourly rates, and it's not to downplay the virus, right. just to explain why they have such a high mortality I saw rate. an article that said that they were just leaving old people to die at some point. I, I mean, at some point, they they are weighing options of who gets ventilators, who gets medicine. Yeah, There's only so much crazy. to go through, and it is. It is. That's, that's crazy. It's an unfortunate call to make, but when you have those scarce kind of resources, unfortunately, it is the one a civilized society has to make, regardless of how unfortunate it is. Do you give somebody the medicine or bed or whatnot that needs it that's in their twilight of their years that doesn't contribute to society or somebody that's younger has much more years ahead of them and that does it's an unfortunate situation it's a sad one but unfortunately it's one that's happening right now um and we're one that we're trying to prevent from happening here so adjust your fucking opinions people and watch your hands and yada 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 yeah the conspiracy the conspiracy theory things while they're fun to explore and stuff purporting them to be like something that could be realistic it's kind of not helping anyone, you know what I'm Has saying? Has there like, been any... Because I'm sure you're like me. You probably went down some conspiracy theory. I went down a bunch of them. Because, like me, and the one Illuminati, thing... Illuminati, fucking biological warfare. <laughs> uh, one of my homies actually did get me start thinking like, yo, what if they're really just trying to get us conditioned to accept martial law? What if it's just like a dry run? And I'm like... Yo, I didn't even think about that right. shit. That shit kind of does fuck with my head. <laughs> my question to be, there's any theories that you believe that could be possibly true. So hold that off real quick. Oh, I forgot I was going to go with that. There's something I wanted to bounce off of it real quick. Okay, and this is what it is. Before I get into conspiracy theory talk, what we think could possibly be true and what we think is bullshit. I am a big, big, big believer of not putting out misinformation or conspiracy theories as facts out there. But I'm Same. also a big believer in 
never believing any official story ever, and always questioning everything using facts and logic. And that goes to everything. Except the Ahsoka Tano casting. <laughs> right, apparently. <laughs> um, but um, I think that's just a scientific method. I think that's how we should live our lives. Always, always, always kind of explore every avenue to any truth. I never always believe the standard story. But that being said, that out of the way, are there any conspiracy theories that kind of got you like, bitch, maybe, like, maybe? There, we've talked about this before. There are mad conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm, I'm always the one who comes to the conspiracy. With Corona. Act. With Corona, I'm sorry. With Corona. Oh, with Corona, yeah. I don't, I'm not really subscribing to any of the conspiracies. I have my own, I, like, it's, there's certain aspects of this whole situation that are weird to me. And that's where their room for conspiracy comes in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Just this whole way it's playing out. Like, I personally, I'm not saying that no one else, but I personally don't know anyone who's been affected mm-hmm. or infected by mm-hmm. this by this virus and shit. Um, the way I see it being sensationalized and shutting down all this shit, like, it doesn't seem like a game to me, but I feel like there's a game being played at, so, at some yeah. level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't quantify it. I can't articulate it. I understand that it's a real situation, and I understand that it's a serious situation. But at the same time, I also know how capitalism works. And one of the dark sides of capitalism, it breeds types of people trying to monetize fucked up situations and shit. Right, right, right. So I do believe that there's some some part of that, some capitalist shit, is involved in the dark side of this bullshit. I'm definitely on that, but just how far it reaches, I'm not on the New World Order shit. And like I was trying to say a minute ago, when it comes to conspiracies, I'm always on the late end because I'm so skeptical. Like I'm, uh, I end up coming in at, on a conspiracy after it's been proven. Okay, so I'm gonna have some fun. Do something with that if you want to. Have a seat. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on a ride real All quick, right. and I want to preface this once again, uh, with being I'm an open minded individual. So I looked at a lot of conspiracy theories. A lot of them are bullshit. There was one that the more and more individual research that I did on on my end, where I'm like, huh? I'm just gonna say it because it's interesting to me. And there's something that I think that we can bring to the table too that all the conspiracy theories didn't necessarily see. And I think being from Ohio, only you could see this, but this is going to be interesting. So once again, completely a theory. It's just for fun. If I did hit on a nerve, if I do nail it and got it right, Illuminati, if you're listening, I can be bought. And we don't give a fuck. I want to show, he sounds like he's about to apologize. I want to let you know, I don't give a fuck. I do give a fuck. Fuck your feelings. If you don't, you want to get in your feelings, turn off the podcast. Unless you are the Illuminati, which once again, I can be bought. I'll be happy to work with you. Illuminati, come see me. Give me some money. Come see me. I will help you set up the new world order. I don't give a fuck. I mean, if you want to pay me enough, I'll help you with the new That's world what I'm saying. order. Yeah, we'll, we'll be new world order shoes. I do have I a price. A Everybody has a price. Yeah. <laughs> We're not enemies. Use us, Illuminati. But until then, fuck y'all. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Catch you said that, Robert Dayton. Yeah, fuck y'all. Uh, anyway, but here's the theory that kind of got me. is What if the coronavirus actually started in America? And at first, I instantly dismissed it. But when I started looking at these incredible sources, incredible videos, and that can bring up some um, points, what really, 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 really gets me is we would kind of notice if it would have started here, right? Like there would have to be some massive outbreak of a pneumonia-like disease that overtook the news, and we would definitely would have known it long before Corona broke out, right? Nothing like that happened, right? I'm following. Nothing like that happened in the past year, right? 
Except they did. If you're, if you're referencing a pneumonia outbreak, I cannot, off the top of the head, reference a story where this has happened. Allow me to remind you then. Okay. Remember that mysterious vaping illness that broke out last yes, year? Yes, I do remember this. So for 15 years, there has never been an issue with vaping whatsoever. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere... There was a vaping, vaping epidemic. Epidemic. That gave... Ten people died. Pneumonia, more than that, and oh, there's whatever. pneumonia-like symptoms with fevers, chills, nausea, and then your lungs look like broken glass. You think that was a cover-up to corona? Hold on, I'm getting there. It had Your lungs would look like broken glass. That is the vaping disease. So they were really big on vaping. And they then. said that that had to do with them putting vitamin E into right. the, into the and, cartridges. And look how fast they went on vaping. And for the first time ever, we're, we're damning vaping. We're trying to get it banned. And that's what it was talked about. That was the hot button topic. Me and you had passionate conversations about it. We got stuck at a vape store about it. That's all we could talk about was this vaping law. So we never thought for a second that it had to do with the disease. An interesting postscript to this, the person leading the charge behind this vaping disease and saying, oh, it's definitely a vaping disease. We have to get these vapors. It's all about the vapors, this, that, and the other. It has to deal with Mike DeWine, Ohio Senator or, gen- or whatever governor. the fuck he's governor. Yeah, thank you. Mike DeWine was the one leading this vaping ban charge against the country. Now, right when this happened, right when this happened was the exact same time that Corona supposedly started in America or China. But what gets really more interesting is um, Bill Gates had a giant meeting um, at the end of last year, right when the, the vaping disease broke out. And it got all the greatest scientists and thinkers. This is legitimate. I'll look up the name of it in a moment. Uh, we'll post links to it or something. Or shit we say we do. We never do in a comment. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But um, he had Info this, car popping up now. Not Right, right, right. He had this giant meeting with all these famous people, or, uh, uh, scientists and business leaders. And it, the, the meeting was about what, how would we survive a global pandemic? And how would the economy survive a global pandemic if it was to happen? And he had this the same day that a um, last year, mind you, and the fall time, uh, right before this uh, coronavirus happened. He had the same day there was a big giant sports uh, Olympic kind of sports event was happening in China with a bunch of Americans going there. And the China government says that's when they were infected. Um, The fact that happens on the same day and the fact that Bill Gates of all people were saying, Global pandemic, how will the economy survive? It's just a, a scenario. They were running scenarios and theories and what have you. The same day was a little bit weird. And then you flash forward to this year. Um, over 20 CEOs back down and uh, jump off of their companies. Disney, Warner Brothers, or uh, DDC, Bill Gates. Everybody suddenly steps down out of nowhere like they know something big is about to go down. And then who leads the charge for quarantines in America? What governor led the quarantine charge in America and set the example on what everybody's doing now? Mike DeWine. And there's even articles from famous published uh, uh, national things that America is leading, uh, the quarantine charge is being led by Ohio. Ohio's the one leading the charge. Ohio's the one setting example. Everybody followed Ohio. So once again, Mike DeWine's name mysteriously comes up. In Corona, it has pneumonia-like symptoms, fever, chills, and then when you take a look at it under x-ray, your lungs look like broken glass. I saw x-rays of the vaping disease and the corona, and they look exactly the same. And again, it could be just contingent of that's what diseases in the lungs look like. That sounds like a very believable... It's it's something one of those things where you're just like, fuck. And there's so much more I had not been aware of this at all. I've been been hearing super crazy conspiracy theories about biological warfare, China trying to take over Russia doing this. Like, those are the... 
conspiracy theories. I just kind of just. And the big, the here. biggest part that I'm missing is, and real quick, in the beginning of all this, there was a government lab, and this is proven that they were doing testing on animals, and they put out public ads for animals. The CDC shut them down for containment issues. And the same month that the containment issues happened is the exact same time the vaping disease skyrocketed. And then they eventually shut them down all the way, and the CDC and then it disappeared. Why. Yeah, and then it the, disappeared. The, the, that's what's crazy and, and about the vape attack? thing. And you haven't heard attack? shit about people dying from vape at all. And there was a bunch of mysterious outbreaks in a bunch of nursing homes and stuff too with old people with this mysterious pneumonia disease that never vaped either. But yeah, you never heard of this vaping disease or issue at all. All of a sudden, the vaping disease was a huge problem. Everybody had these pneumonia-like issues, and then all of a sudden, and not even a month later, a month after we started talking uh, talking about this, a month later. Corona happens, but it definitely happened in China. And what does the government keep doing? The Chinese virus, the the Wuhan flu, the Kung flu. (laughs) It is purposely done. That's my Kung Fu sound effects. It's purposely done to make you think that it came from China or to damn China. Once again, I don't subscribe to this at all, but this is the one rabbit hole I went down where I was like, out of all of them, if one is to become true, it's this one. You know what I mean? But once again, it ain't true. And if it is Illuminati, I won't talk about it anymore. Hit me up. Send me some money. We good. We good, fam. New world mm. order. Well, before we close out this corona crisis talk, you know, the, the biggest thing we got to talk about, stimulus checks, man. What you doing with yours, man? Paying bills? Saving? I'm rich, bitch! Hookers. I'm going to buy a big old truck of cool menthol cigarettes just like in the Dave Chappelle sketch. Ah, that's going to the family. Uh, and you keep it for real, for real, because we got to talk about what you can do in the community and all that shit, too. Yeah. And, like, we want to talk about some real shit, too. Not just conspiracy theories. We're having some fun with that shit and then the celebrities. But in all, right, in all right, seriousness, right. Uh, what I'm doing is going to be giving, giving the money probably to me and the family because there are a lot of families right now affected by this. The quarantine, the memes are dope. Conspiracy theories are fun. But in all seriousness... It's not it. helping, and the community is what matters. I shit. think it is helping. I think there needs to be... Memers and content creators. There needs to be the band that plays the music while the Titanic goes down. There has to be. But there also needs to be people helping. Everybody has to play their role. You can play both. I like to make a lot of funny jokes and memes about the situation. But I also like to help the community out as well. You can do both. I think the jokes really do alleviate tensions, anxiety, and fears for people. Talk to me real quick about how to help the community. How to help the community. A lot of things you can fucking do. First and foremost, donate time, money, blood, um, to local food banks, especially donate to food banks, uh, donate blood. Um, and don't get discouraged by ungrateful people you may uh, encounter along the way. Yes. Uh, the dark side of charity that people really don't talk about, we were talking about this earlier, and mm-hmm. I think it's a great time to mention, is that there? even though you may have a charitable soul, you have a compassionate heart, you want to give back to the community, you're going to find yourself a lot of times meeting up with people in your community that you're helping that aren't very grateful and they're very entitled Mm -hmm. um, or maybe even trying to take advantage of you. I I want to stress that (coughs) in those situations, don't let that deter you from being a a good-hearted person. Don't let that deter you from trying to give back to your community. Don't let that turn you off into, you know, believing in good in people. I see a lot of cynicism going around these days. And I used to be the king of cynical shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to believe in people. And I still believe in only trusting people to the degree that they show you that they should be trusted. But at the same time, I also do kind of believe in the blind virtue of just doing good. And sometimes you may be doing good, and, <laughs> and you while you're doing good, you might be helping a, a fucked up person. 
You know what I'm saying? That just comes with the territory. There is a dark side to charity, so I just wanted to put that in there. Please do whatever you can in the community, whether it's donating your time, your money, your 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 life, whatever it is, whatever you're donating, you can donate mad things. Like I said, money, time, yeah. fucking social media space, advertisement. I mean, you there's mad ways that you can contribute to actual social justice if that's what you want and be very aware and be very aware of who this affects in your community first and foremost i stress focus on community first if you have the means to focus on community the nationwide worldwide that's great focus on your community first Uh, so i would actually say stray away from donating to major national companies and what have you focus on your town your city your community first Donate to your food banks. Uh, be aware of people who have lost their jobs. Bartenders, restaurant workers, waitresses, um, anybody that's uh, fear, uh, lost their job or is temporarily, temporarily laid off due to the shutdown and quarantine, be aware of who that affects. So make sure they are getting some food they need. Offer to help them with anything they need, see if they need any money, make them dinner. If you don't have a lot, just make them dinner once a week. Uh, drop by, make them a cheap dinner. Anything can help. Be aware of who this affects. Help them out individually. Um, uh, donate food. Um, donate. Get some food boxes together. If you're well off or have enough means or you can make uh, food box donations, do that. And just do simple shit to encourage your community. Um, a lot of people that are really going through hell right now, first and foremost, nurses and doctors. Much love to all the nurses out there. Um, show some love to some of your nurses. Super shout out to all of y'all motherfuckers. I'm going to get to y'all at the end of the episode if we ever get there. Yeah, we're getting there eventually. Yeah, we're still doing it. We're doing decent. Um, uh, buy, buy a nurse some lunch. Buy a nurse some coffee. Do Make sure you show love and respect. The grocery store retail workers are facing some hell on the past couple weeks too. Make sure to just tell them some encouraging shit when you see them. Uh, throw them, even if you have like five, ten bucks, throw them a little bit of money, say a drink or lunch is on me. I appreciate you serving the community, what have you, yada, yada, yada. Just try to put out some positive vibes out there any little thing you can do is really going to help out your community and then uh, extension the world if everybody does their part um individually and locally um it'll have a domino effect so we have to keep the positivity up stop the misinformation definitely help your community again stress donate food to local food banks families that need it look after families that are affected by the shutdown um do not hoard shit like an asshole um, take only what you need and make sure to be aware of uh, what others may need. Hey, reach out to family and friends. Do you need toilet paper? Do you need food? Do you need this, that, and the other? Let's help each other get through this. We should be okay. There's going to be some lasting damage done to this. There's no lie to that. I don't see a scenario where this all ends. We walk out our doors in the sunshine and rainbows. This is going to have some lasting damages to small businesses. Support small businesses, by the way. Support small restaurants, individual restaurants, even franchise. You should be doing this anyway. Even franchise restaurants that are owned on individual levels. We have two McDonald's. You should always support local businesses. So support local first and then know who is franchised and owned by local businesses. Like in our city, we have two McDonald's, but they're owned by local people. Uh, it's franchised. Uh, same thing with like Jiffy Lubes or whatnot. I know an amazing woman who does a lot in our community that works at a Jiffy Lube. And if you're only supporting local shit, you may overlook it because it's a corporate name. Also, no corporate names employer, employ local people. So try to spread that love up as much as you can. Um, yeah, I'm rambling, but there's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of things you can do. That's why I'm rambling. Tons, man. There's tons. tons All you got to do is, if, if your heart is in it, you'll find a way, man. A <laughs> lot of them was listed here, and there are a lot more that were not listed. All you, all your, if your heart is in the right place, 
like you said, life finds a way, man. Charity finds a way, and it doesn't need justification or validation. It finds a way. Agreed. You know what I mean? Before we move on here, I just want to say stimulus check-wise, I can't wait to get my check. I'm going to save that shit, and I'm going to keep trying to work. And you know what? I don't feel guilty about it at all because that's my fucking money. I don't care about who the president is. And it's not socialism. It's not the same thing as Andrew Yang, universal basic income. Like, all you have to do is do a quick Google search and understand these concepts are not being applied. A stimulus check to relieve economic suffering among people, amongst taxpayers who pay into this system is not the same thing as being granted $1,000 a week in perpetuity indefinitely. That's not the same thing. It's not the same thing as fucking welfare. It's not the same thing. So I just want the misinformation to stop at that. At, and at a that lot country. of countries are doing this too. So it's not just a thing Trump's doing. It's not just an America thing. And God damn it, I cashed that stimulus check when Bush, uh, Bush 2.0 gave it to us during the Iraq war. And I hated him and the damn wars. Yeah. But I, best I believe my, I spent I that shit. I remember my 600 check from that shit. Me too. Nobody was calling it socialism there. Caught me and onion. I didn't give a we fuck. We can have it there. We can, at some point, we're going to get into government. We're going to get into talks about socialism versus capitalism and, Ooh. you know, all these kind of different things. We don't have time for that here today because I did have a whole fucking shit planned out to go into I want to get Almond on that one. You know what I'm saying? We need to get, we need to get Almond on that yeah, one. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to even really <laughs> go into that right now and shit. But with that all being said, like, let's just stop with the misinformation, a stimulus check to relieve the economic suffering that's going on right now. If we're going to have to be made to stay home, you do realize we pay taxes on everything we do. And even though they're just printing money out of nowhere and it's, man, this is such a deep conversation because people want to, people wonder, damn, how we just come up with a trillion dollars. And that there's a story to that. They can print a trillion dollars worth of new money. Because of the way the world is structured on oil. It's called the petrodollar. The petrodollar. Google, Google that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They can do basically whatever they want as long as oil is traded in U.S. dollars. The world it, is ran by the petrodollar. Yeah. As yeah. soon as people stop buying oil using American money, we're fucked. Because oil is our new gold. You know how money used to be backed by the gold standard? You had to have Fort Knox used to be really important because you had to have enough gold to back up your money. Nah, they took gold, and we still got gold. Don't get it twisted. Mm. But that ain't what's backing our money up. The fact that we sell oil across the world in U.S. dollars, which means Russia, China, uh, all these different super uh, countries who purchase oil in any form, even from Saudi Arabia, it can only be done with U.S. currency. That's what's keeping us afloat. That's how they can print this money. That's why it's so important to go to the Middle East and lock down certain acquisitions and assets. That's why it's so important. That's why. The petrodollar. Google that. But anyway, mm, let's get to some updates in the underground. Segway music, please. Uh. And Raiden, I wouldn't mind eventually, I was going to mention this earlier, but I'm going to forget, so I'm going to say it now, even though we're recording, some music in the background when we do the Just For This segment. I really like the one you did for uh, Love It or Snuff It. I thought that was dope, and I like the music we, I think we have music playing on our game shows and shit, but updating Underground would be cool if we had a little something soft in the background for next time. But just saying. Just saying for future shit. Soft as, well, you mean like background music? Yeah, this is something to talk over. Let's kind of, you know, since it's primarily hip-hop-ish, like a hip-hop-ish beat in the background that we just, kind of just, just for this segment here, we talk over it. But, man, I'm lit, man. Fuck all that shit. Updates in the underground. What you got, man? I'm twisted. 
Well, to just break it off, I've got a bunch of album reviews, as I'm sure you do, but I'm only going to try to speed through. Starting with uh, Jay Elect, man. Jay Electronica dropped his long-awaited, anticipated album after a decade of speculation, a couple features here and there. And we have expressed our distaste and dissatisfaction with artists who think they can get by with a couple feature songs here and there. Don't put out any music and then drop music and they think the world's supposed to stop for you. And the world was supposed to stop for this project because Jay-Z was on it. And Mm. Jay-Z really outperformed. And when I first listened to it, I was really like over heads, over (laughs) heels, like, yo, man, this shit is dope, man. And I still believe it's dope, but my score was tempered quite a bit after I listened to it more, delved into the content a little bit more, and then I started factoring in other variables, which I'll get into. Um, uh, the content was cool. Like I said, I fuck with Jay Alec as a rapper and Jay-Z as being one of the greatest rappers of all time, you know, from a mainstream point of view and shit. Deliver great, great amounts of uh, lyrical content. Uh, I think that's my favorite part of the album, to be honest, the content from Jay and Jay Elect, I mean, even though his Jay Electronica's content was kind of redundant, and that's going to be a concept I'm going to visit a lot with some of these reviews and shit. Is that you know, uh, I like, I like when you have an agenda, but I like when your agenda is delivered with um, creativity, and it doesn't, even if it is a redundant agenda, I like it to where you, you can mix it up and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so. That was probably my favorite part of the album with the uh, content because it covered all over the spectrum of different higher consciousness type rap that touched on like political issues, cultural issues within the black community, like the importance of mental health. Um, There were even like some philosophical revelations that honestly just blew my mind on this album. It was it was super thought provoking album. So I appreciate that. The production was mostly underwhelming to me from a sonic standpoint. Like a lot of the beats sounded unmixed, not mixed, unmastered, really, man. And they really kind of sound really, I don't know if this is intentional, but they sound really unpolished, I guess is the word to say and shit. But I did fuck with the features, uh, not the features, but the, the samples. Uh, my bad. The, the samples on the album that, that they used to make some of the beats. I really fuck with some of the samples and the sequencings of the track uh, of the album itself. I, I fuck with some of the sequences. My biggest complaint about the album is the length of the project, which is 40 minutes. They're trying to call that an album. We just got off of a discussion about how we were arguing about EPs and albums and shit. And we we came to the consensus between us as traditional music fans. Like an album's got to be 45 minutes. This clock's in at 40. That's one song less than an album. How much are we going to really trip over it and shit? I'm going to tell you I trip over it because I want an album. Yeah, you, know? you could have added one more song. By definition, it's an extended you know what I'm play. And, 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 exp- and especially yeah. after you have been gone for 10 fucking years. Right, yeah. And then you drop a collaboration album, which means you really only dropped hat, like fucking, mm-hmm. okay, there's 10 songs. You dropped 10 verses. Yep. In 40 minutes. And that's supposed to be your debut album? Nah, man, I'm sorry. It's half an EP. It's half an EP of content. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, without Jay-Z, take Jay-Z off this shit. Like, Joe Budden had the crazy tweet, had me dying and shit. Like, yo, I took you off your album. Now it's a Hove (laughs) mixtape. That's real shit. That's what it came out to be, man. So at the end of the day... um, it's got probably like three or four tracks tracks that I will put on heavy rotation for a bit. And but I give the album overall a three and two three point two five out of five mics and shit. Three and a quarter. Um another album, Graph. 
a New York underground rapper, uh, been in the game. He's bounced around a lot from like Def Jam to Rock Nation to I think he's on E1 now. <coughs> but really underground dude, man, that has works with Royce, man. This new album he put out, Opulence, aka Oracle Three, super dope album. I, one of the my favorite albums recently released in this month. Um, like I said, dope features from Conway, Benny, Hopson. Ritz, fucking uh, Royce, Crooked Eye, like dope features, dope production, dope shit, man. Was feeling it um, at the end of the day. Kind of a redundant sounding to it. I mean, even though he tried to mix it up, diversify it sonic-wise, when I say that, redundant sound, uh, meaning like a lot of the beats sounded the same. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of get the same redundant feeling. And it's like, I get it. Some There were some mix-up songs in there, but... The mix-up songs weren't my vibe, so it's just kind of like, eh. Mm. So, again, uh, really dope. I give this album probably like a three and a half mics out of five and shit. Straight the fuck up. And then uh, Jelly Roll. Last album I really want to <coughs> give a full in-depth review and then just shout some shit out real quick. Jelly Roll, Beautiful Disaster. Um, I didn't even know Jelly Roll was still rapping, to be honest. Until mm. you told me, like, yo, Jelly Roll, like, you made the announcement on the last episode. Jelly Roll's got an album coming out. So, oh, shit. I fuck with Jelly Roll. Like I used to I haven't listened to Jelly Roll since his deal or no deal mixtape back in like I think it was like twenty fourteen or something. Uh I don't have the date right in front of me, but it was a, a lot. Sounds long, about right. That's not the long. one with Lil White, right? No. Yeah. It was back when Deal or No Deal was a really popping fucking yeah. show yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had like the album cover with him on it and shit. It was the the mixtape that had Riding All Alone as like the lead single on it. One that's what got me into uh Jelly Roll at that point and shit. Okay. I didn't even know you fuck with him like that. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, man. Definitely fuck with him. But um, like I said, I didn't know. I fell off of him after that point and shit. But listening to this album, the first like two or three jo- uh, joints opened up really, really solid for me, man. You know, I'm a real sucker for the fucking piano yeah, melodies, piano. the dark shit, yeah. man. Strings and shit like that, man. Like, you always are going to have me like, okay, here we go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yep. I'm with it. But as the album progressed and shit, it, once again, like I said, a common thread through some of these albums that I'm going through, um, monotonous. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Sounds, sounds really monotonous on the themes. The content for real, he when I listen to the album, he has the same exact content. Then when I stopped listening to him all the way back in 2014 or fell off of him, he's still rapping about the same shit. And if I'm gonna kill Eminem for kind of the same thing, I gotta put that at Jelly's feet too and shit. Like mm-hmm. your your content's really not evolving, especially for someone who ain't been checking for you for all this time, and then I come back and it's like, yo, you still talking about the same shit. Uh yeah. But at the end of the day. Uh, that being said, I end up giving the the album a two point five even average out of five and shit, man. Like it was a, it was another forty minute project passed off as an album. I don't know if he was calling it a mixtape or not, but again, same critique with the J Elect, man. Like you could have gave me another track and made it a legit album, and yep. I wouldn't even have this criticism of you and shit. Yep. Especially with the lack of diversity that I feel like you had sonically on this shit. It wasn't a horrible project. It just didn't do nothing to excite me, impress me, or nothing like that. It was kind of like, all right, that's cool, and then I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I give it the total total, total average baseline score, 2.5 out of 5. Other than that, um, Graf, we already talked about him. His album, Clear, Source Force, Clear Soul Forces, some group that I just discovered. I didn't even really know much about these cats, but... They're kind of like a backpacker, a conscious rap kind of group, but they make heavy references to like... Um, 
comic book culture, video games, nerd shit, mm. and they deliver bars though. So it's like, imagine like a boom bap type of beat life, like, like a beat sonic uh, soundscape with like colorful metaphors uh, talking about Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Z type shit. You know what I'm saying? So really got me in depth on that shit. They're they're real dope. And um, send me that shit. I mean, that shit. Yeah, I definitely will, yeah. man. Yeah, they, uh, I still got to check out one other one you sent me too, man. Send me that shit. Um, Ransom, uh, another New York underground artist, who I'm sure nobody really fucks with and shit. Who's probably listening to this podcast? I really fuck with it. Just briefly mentioned him because he put out like a. This is actual an EP, four songs. You know, <laughs> like right. less than twenty five minutes. Deliberately, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. by design. <laughs> and, and and three of the four songs I fuck with and shit, man. And it's along the lines of the Griselda type sound, which I'm so grateful for people like Griselda because they put out a different kind of sound that I think should be appreciated more. It's kind of not really your flavor, as in like the straight, the street raps. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like hood lifestyle type shit, shit that you can't really relate to. You know mm. what I mean? But it has like a good bop to it. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, definitely appreciate that shit. And look out for Jordan Lucas, man, dropping an album next week. He, he got a video that just dropped Lotto. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. with that, and yep. he's got an album coming out next week, man. But that's what I got for updates on the underground, man. Take it away. All right. Now, for me, on the white side of things, real quick, and real quick, I do fuck with the hood shit. It's just not something I entrench myself. Like, I don't get balls deep because I don't relate to it. I, I hate the white boys that try to fake like they do. You know what I mean? I hate them kind of cats, but I never got along with them motherfuckers right. anyway. Anyway, first album review I want to get to is, just to bounce that off, because it's the only one that we kind of overlap on, is... Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll, yeah. Right. Uh, big fan of Jelly Roll. I love the dude, even if I don't like... What he puts out, I'm always a fan of Jelly Roll because the dude himself is such a cool-ass dude. He's such a good dad, such a good person. He's been through a lot, and he really tries to help people through his trials and tribulations that he experiences through his music. And that's what A Beautiful Disaster really came out to be. It was supposed to be this kind of almost somber, depressing album to help people get through all the issues that they're going through, if you can kind of relate to him. But on Cash's point, and I, I co-signed this so much, it is a theme that's kind of just stretched out throughout the entire album, and there's no real evolution or growth in the music, and there's no diversity in the music. It's all very monotone. It's all very just one themed, one note the entire album. The entire album is just pretty much the whole same thing. There's no the happy... Theme, beautiful disaster. Yeah. It's, it's really stretched through the entire... And I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that being the theme, but and it, I have it's that, yeah. all Because it's a concept album. Yeah. yeah, but you have to... You can still get a, a, a concept across and diversify the musical sound. 100%. So... And even some of my favorite bands, um, if your album, especially if you're a diverse musical sound to begin with, if your album comes out and it's just dedicated to one of your diverse sounds, I normally don't fuck with it because I like you for your diversity. But I I can fuck with the concept album behind it all, and I I still think there's a lot of heart in it. Um, I still think there's a lot of soul in it. I think there's a lot of musical talent behind it. So at the end of the day, I have a hard time kind of judging it. I think by its merits alone, I want to give it a 2.75. But I think if you're a fan of Jelly Roll, you already subscribed to that Southern draw and sound, like that Southern white boy hip hop sound, and, and you like them, and you want to, it's the fact that it's kind of artistic and it does come from the heart and soul, and that's something I feel is really missing in modern hip hop now. I have to kind of up it up a little bit. So I'll give it a solid three out of five. I kind of feel like it's it's a good enough album that I feel like you you get a lot from it. If you're a hardcore Jelly Roll fan, it's kind of kind of go either way. You're either going to really vibe with it because you fuck with Jelly Roll, or you're going to be kind of disappointed at the lack of diversity and evolution of the sound, if that makes sense. 
Uh, next one up, I really sad you didn't get to this one. So this is the one I'll be sending you later. Is King Izo's? Uh, I did listen album. to the King Izo record. Yeah. I got a couple of tracks into it. Just wasn't my vibe and shit, man. I forget. I think I was listening to it at work and shit. You have to get the, through the whole thing. Did you get yeah. to the Duel of the Fates track? Or he, no, I did not. I think I got. He made a rap beat. I think I got like four tracks into it and shit. I'm like, okay, he's got some ability and shit, but it's uh, just it's, not there. It's, and I get it's that. Just not for me. And it's so, funny you yeah. mention it because Strange Music does this thing now where they put out EPs. And it's another one of our reviews, four album EPs that are actually the album in itself. It's just four tracks at a time. And it builds up to an album. And then they release the rest of it and some unreleased tracks on the album. I don't know how I feel about that anymore. So from now on, I'm going to kind of hold off on the EPs and just wait for the album. Because by the time you get to the album, I feel like I already heard it. But You with, mean specifically speaking to like strange music though, Strange right? music, yeah. yeah strange music. It's a strange music okay, okay. feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they did it with tech. They're doing it with tech now. They did it with ISO. They're doing it with Calico. And I think they're doing it with their new acquisition, JL, newish. Um, but so with ISO, the first EP came out with tracks one through four. I wasn't really feeling it either, so I feel you. But it was a later, you keep listening to him and you keep listening to this album. You, he really connects with you. One thing I really love about this album, the, the theme concept of World War Me, and it is me. He only has tech on a collab. And then Mackenzie Nicole singing, and that's the CEO's daughter. So you know she's gonna be on there. The tech song was dope, but I see tech kind of the same way I see a lot of other prolific rappers as like a cheat code. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I can't really judge you off your tech feature song. I agree because you're gonna you're gonna come with your A game with tech being <laughs> no on no matter song, what. You know what I'm saying? But that's like, why I really appreciate this album is because it's like 20 tracks and it's all the rest of it's him. There's no other features but him the entire fucking album, and it's not just bar hook the end or bar hook bar the end he's delivering four to five minute tracks and he's giving us a robust fucking album if you listen to it in its entirety because it, this is his first major strange full-length album he really he really did his damn thing and i actually really like the album i gotta give it one more second full replay right now i'm sitting at 3.75 i want to say Almost a four. Almost a four. And it could very well get to a four. I want to say that. Almost it could go down a to a three four. and a half. Jesus. It could go to a four. But it's such a good-ass album for him. There's so many witty bars if you really listen to him and if you really get to the time. Like, the fact that he took the chanting from Duel of the Fates and made it a rap. I mean, there's so many hidden nerdy rap album uh, uh, quotes. And there's some deep shit. There's some really deep. Yeah, we're really appreciative of the rappers who find a way to make dope-ass bars out of nerd nurture. shit. That's you know the, what I'm That's, that's like, the future. Yeah. Since the early 2000s, when I had foolish ambitions. When it was like music. taboo. It yeah. was taboo in rap. That's what I wanted to do. Like that's, <laughs> If I ever did shit, that's what I'd do. It'd be called like the, the dirty, nerdy flow style. I don't know what the fuck you call yeah. it. That dirty, <laughs> nerdy dirty, shit. Nerdy. That dirty, nerdy <laughs> shit would be my shit. And the that's dirty, why nerdy genre. <laughs> I gravitated toward Twisted because they were about nerd shit when shit wasn't cool. Like Jamie Madrox and Kevin Smith is what made nerds cool to me. and made me want to be a nerd and be proud to be a nerd in times where you got Real made shit, fun man. of. Um, but now I gravitate towards shit like Gmo Ski and now Echo. Like when uh, I, I started listening to Echo, I'm like, oh, I fuck with this dude. Like mm -hmm. that Pickle Rick song alone, I listen to that song 50 fucking times. Like mm. you, you get that nerd bars in there and I think now especially it's, it's popularized, I think that's the wave of the future. For so sure. Izo got that in there, but Izo really has a lot of socially conscious uh, album, uh, tracks on there, a lot of witty tracks, a lot of good beats, a bit monotone in, in his style too, not overly diverse, but... His content's there, his delivery's there, and his speed's there. So I say definitely pick that shit up. And I think the only other thing I have is an EP, once again, what Strange Music does for it at a time. Uh, Chris Calico came out with some shit. Though for Chris Calico, I'm not... What I, really, I really love the album, but what kind of kills me with Calico, um, and he's been known as this since 2001, 
as the chorus king. This is the motherfucker you get on choruses, on strange music. This is the motherfucker psychopathic, uh, Hobson, um, psychological, I don't think psychological, but M&E is definitely, you want Calico on your feature for a verse, definitely, but at least for a chorus. He's the chorus maker. On this EP, that was the weakest part of his uh, EP was his own choruses. Wasn't feeling it at all, and that kind of really took me out of it. But the verses was dope. Uh, the collabs he had on there was dope. It's nice, but I think I'm done with this EP shit. If it's really just built into an album, I'm just yo for the man. Album. You you just hit the nail on the head right there. Being done with this EP shit, man. Enough. Yeah, enough, man. Do, do and I hate enough get, is enough. I, I understand music is really not that profitable these days with the streaming shit, and it's really hard to monetize your music. I understand it, but y'all really about to lose a whole generation of music fans out here because y'all coming out with this bullshit, man. And y'all really tarnishing your legacy because, all right, let's put it like this: if you put out an EP that only has four songs on it. The way I'm looking at it as a music fan, you need to hit with three or four of those songs. All four. Fuck that. You all need four. to hit all four, all four. of them. All they four. need to be hits. There's no margin for error. Don't put out a fucking nope. EP in my, and I'm listening to it like, all right, I fuck with this one. The other one is and and two I don't fuck with. Like, why did you just waste my yep. time? Just put out the single, dude. Yep. I hate you know that. Like, I hate to keep harping back to it every single time, but it's just it, once again, it's a, it's a great comparison as M and E. What M and E does, with Magic Ninja Entertainment, I fuck with. Like, they will put out Twisted will put out four singles a year, of just singles just for fun. Here you go, have at constant it. Constant music and though. That's, that's fine. Their, that's their yeah. plan. They and put out then a put out an album. Yeah. yeah. And like what Gmo Ski did, he put out the Eight Bit uh, Filth EP. Once again, I gotta give you the whole EP because it's so dope. It's all uh, Nintendo and uh, Sega Genesis video games mm-hmm. you turn into rap beats eight tracks eight bit filth ep right yeah you, um, you said that to me i listened to that shit man. shout out to gmo man friend much love them but then a couple months later put out a full-length album that's what i'm talking if you have a steady stream of content you can have fun make some side projects make some fun shit like i think thing- that comes from being hungry man i think a lot of these motherfuckers they get kind of comfortable and they get their money from other places so the music isn't really that important i ain't about that them. shit i'm about i'm, I'm not about, about it yeah. i'm just i'm yeah. trying to like, yeah. like kind of understand I get why you why why are you doing this like why are you pissing me off agreed yeah you know what i'm saying like i don't want your ep i want your album and if you're gonna give me a single like we we say all the time like I, we're getting tired of the artist who puts just out a single, on a single yeah, yeah, who's just thriving on a single, who's only living off a yeah. single. Don't like Snow, for instance. She, she ain't put out an album in fucking forever. 2013, I want to say. It's been you know seven years. Like, it's just yeah. single, single, single. Oh, watch my single dropping. But you're not putting out. You're just putting out videos for clicks. Yeah. And that's all it is. You're a click artist. And I have so much love for you're Snow. You're monetizing Me the culture. Me and you disagree it's about nasty. Snow. It's I think, nasty. I, I think fuck Snow with got- you, Snow. You're beautiful. You make uh, you You rap. Yeah, like, she got you, mad you, talent. You mad can talent. rap, man. You can bar. I wish you would do more rap. Like, I would love to hear you on a song with Rhapsody. That would make me cream in my fucking underground music jeans if Snow and Rhapsody could have jumped on a track and just hear y'all But bar, you're not an artist until you're putting up. out albums. Jesus Christ. You're not man. an artist. Yes. I will not respect you as an artist. Yes, and just like the, harping back to Jay Electronica. Man, if you don't shut the fuck up talking to motherfuckers like Joe Button who got 17 albums, you right. know what I'm saying? That's like, whether somebody, I ain't never heard of you before. Okay, but I, I got 17 albums. It's, you know it's like literally Google me, my nigga. It's <laughs> like being a painter, and instead of painting a portrait, you just paint like a little snippet of something, like and, and give that every so often. You're not an artist to me. You're yeah, just not. You're not, man. You're you're not. You're, you're, you're I don't want to go with the vulture title, but that's kind of what it seems like to me. Like you're just kind of trying to dip in. 
keep people interested, monetize people's interest in you, and then be out. I can walk I that line. I want dedicated artists, man. I can walk that line to a fine degree. I see where you're going with that because it almost seems like you're perpetrating to the yeah. certain effect that you're just using the culture for your own self gain. Yeah. But where that's I why I use with, that word hesitantly. I don't want to use it, that word, it. but that's the best way I can but relate. But the reason why I'm so hesitant too is because so, some of these people are doing it are legitimately fucking talented. And that's why I'm at such a crossroads with this because are you so talented because you wait eight months to just make one song a year or are you so talented in not putting out this shit and kind of abusing the culture? Like, no, see, I, I'm able to separate that because the people that I know are super talented that are doing this, I know they're only doing that because they basically look at music as something that's not profitable. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why they're basically not putting their time. If it was profitable like it was back in the day when you drop a CD and you go platinum and CDs was making mad money, it was mad profitable for, for you to go platinum back then. Going platinum right now off streams is crazy. Like, who knows how but much that, the stream I, is even worth and shit. But you know that's what I'm lazy. Saying? You it, get your ass out lazy, there and tour but, then. But think about it. Me and you right now, we're doing this because we love it and shit. But how, how long are we going to be just like, say we sell a hundred, like we. We we do two hour podcasts. We're, we're at two oh one right now. Shit, about to finish this up real quick. Um, uh, we put out two albums uh, every two weeks. Imagine doing that for no financial compensation long term, and thinking about. And then once you find out another way, like like let's say while we're doing this, we stumble into another way of making money. Maybe end up, end up, ends up coming through merch. But it's, but it's, Maybe it ends up coming through something else and shit. And then we start slacking on our podcast. It's not a fair comparison because Snow the Product can put out an album and make money. We'll put out a podcast and not make money. And make nothing, yeah. Yeah. She can go out in there and tour like crazy off that new album and sell new merch off that album and make bank. We ain't going to make shit. You know what I mean? So they have its laziness. And like you said, it's almost like you're perpetrating the culture. Um, it's almost like if we only put out a podcast once a year and try to say we're the best podcast ever. Yeah, best out podcast there, ever. The fuck we Content are. Content kings. Right. Pay attention for that fucking one single an- annual podcast drop this July. <laughs> and that's a goddamn insult to the motherfuckers that are actually out there putting in work on podcasts and shit. Yeah, so it, 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 it's a thin line to walk. But that's one I want to touch base on when we have more talk uh, time to talk about it. I'm a little bit more sober, so. Oh yeah, man. We got you got anything else before we, we roll out, man? Probably at some point in time. Not now. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> motherfucker wasted. Well, straight up, man. Fucking shout out, man, to all the doctors, the nurses. Yes. Uh, everybody working hard to help the community and their fellow man through this corona crisis that we are facing, man. You know, shout out to all the people struggling, trying to make ends meet, getting laid off. My, you know, like waitresses and shit. My wife is a waitress, you know, suffering in this in the customer service industry, any industry where customer service and interaction stores getting shut down. Like this shit is hard on people's homes and financial economic livelihood. So uh, shout out to everybody, man, just hanging in there, making it, making it happen and shit. Shout out to everyone helping their community, being real social justice warriors who ain't out here seeking validation or feel entitled to using their ego, letting it get involved, still holding it down, holding their people down, man. And shout out to the introverts, thriving in chill mode, too. You know they, what I'm they were Shout out to Sean this. Threats, too, man. You know we love you, man. We can't leave you out. They're a member of the podcast, baby boy. Uh, real shit, though, real quick. We have a contest going on. Subscribe to our podcast. You will get an entry into your name in a hat for a $50 Amazon gift card. Once again, if you're a Twisted fan, you get you can prove it. You get two entries. If you can prove you're a hardcore fan, you get three entries. And... One hidden contest we're not going to promote right now. If you are a nurse 
or doctor or bartender, restaurant worker or retail worker. First one to say you are uh, any of these and going through some hard times. You can get something off of Amazon, 25, 30 bucks on Uncommon Sense, just as a nature or uh, as a sign of goodwill. We're not going to advertise this. This is really going to go out to anybody that actually listens to this whole fucking podcast. You hit us up. Let us know you're one of those. You fall in any of those categories. I don't give a fuck who you are. You win it. So let us know. This motherfucker just love giving away money. Just <laughs> throwing it at these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm at a point in my time. Right now, I can't. I got some very uncertain futures coming up with the way this is hitting my industry and my job. I don't know how I'm hitting it and how my family's going to be hitting it. But right now, I have the means that I can do it. And uh, I would definitely want to help out people. One, our podcast, I want to help out with the with the subscribe uh, uh, contest. And two, I would definitely want to help out anybody I can. And guys, do the same shit. If you have the means, randomly just throw out shit like that. Like, hey, if you're a nurse, throw it on Facebook. Say, hey, if you're a nurse, hit me up. First one to do it now. I'll buy you lunch. I'll buy you coffee. Do random shit like that now. Uh, normally, I'm against doing charity in public. Uh, I feel like if you do that, you're the only thing you're really trying to do is validation for yourself and attention for yourself. But in times like this, people need to see people helping each other. People need to see positivity. It can be infectious, yeah, man. It sometimes, sometimes making it public is a good thing, it man. It gets infectious. It gets other people even, involved in shit. Even if you see somebody doing it for an egotistical reason, just to help themselves, if it right. really, they really are helping somebody else, don't say anything because that's still a positive so I said, thing. Man, it's a dark side to this. And charity, let that let shit, that positivity man. go out. We'll sort out the rest later. Right now, all we need is positivity. Help out each other. Be very vocal, and you can you can give quietly, but also give vocally this time too, so people see more positive shit in the news, positive shit in your community, opposed to all the fear mongering and everything else going on right now. Because that's what we fucking need. So For that's real. all I got. In closing, man, protect your mental energy. Look out for your fellow man, and remember. If your girl go out with her friends and says her battery died when you tried to call her, she cheating on you, bro. There it is. We out, man. Peace. It's the world's finest and we sliding in vaginas. If you don't believe it, nigga, you can Spotify us. Robert Gable Jr., he the Lex Luthor of these hoes. Cassius Samuel's a pimp, you better leave your bitch at home. We on the air going crazy on the daily. Roasting all the bullshit that's going on lately. A 80-year-old lady shot by Israelis and the Raiders. Trying to contract Tom Brady. We can take it anywhere, we don't have a compass. It don't even matter, every topic, every subject, we gon' touch it. And y'all gon' love it. So welcome to Uncommon Sense, a podcast about nothing.